Two hunters got a pilot to fly them into the far north for elk hunting. They were quite successful in their venture and bagged six big bulls. The pilot came back as arranged to pick them up, and they started loading the gear into the plane, including the six elk. The pilot objected, and he said, The plane can only take four of your elk. You're going to have to leave two behind. Well, they argued with him, because the year before they had shot six, and the pilot had allowed to put them all on board. The plane was the same model, same capacity, and everything. So reluctantly, the pilot finally permitted them to put all six on board, but when they attempted to take off and leave the valley, the little plane could not make it, and they crashed right into the woods. Climbing out of the wreckage, one hunter said to the other, Do you know where we are? I think so, said the other hunter. I think this is about the same exact place where we landed last year. You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Glimmervine, and in studio, we got Mr. Matt Waldron. How's it going? Good. We've had you on the show before. Yes. Gander Outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) It was just really, really slow, so I decided, hey, I'm going to bring the podcast gear and bang some out, so. That was one of the more boring shows I think any of us have ever worked. (sighs) Um, The only one I can really compare it to was, like, three years ago, the... the, uh, um, St. Paul, it's now the Outdoor News Deer and Turkey Show. Yeah. The one directly before they took over. Yeah. It was like a one or two year thing. I did the first year of it. Was that it bad? was horrible. Did they not promote it? It was, I don't know what the deal was, but there was, um, there was another show somewhere in town, something going on. I don't know oh. if it was like a, whatever it was, but it was like. I mean, we're in the Coliseum at the, at the State Fairgrounds. Yeah. It's big. big and place. we're literally just walking around talking to each other. <laughs> it was horrible. It was like a few hundred people throughout the entire weekend. Oh, almost. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So it was highly disappointing. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Too. So it was close to what we <laughs> close to what we experienced yeah. there. Yeah, it was and pretty I, bad. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, Gander Outdoors, thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what the deal was. I think it was a combination of that. And then they had the Blaine Ice Show. and Yeah, it was bad all the way was, around. Yeah, bad, bad weekend. <laughs> but, hey, we got one. some podcasts done yes we, we did we got some talking done i yes, met we did. i met you i met yep. uh um oh god what, what was his name yeah. eskimo um andrew craft yeah andrew craft yeah. So, sorry andrew sorry andrew sorry i forgot your name um i remembered <clears throat> yeah as he, as he points to the video sorry andrew <laughs> i can't remember yeah whatever i meet a lot of people <laughs> good job on the podcast the other day uh speaking of that uh we'll just start out by giving a shout out to the broken line who andrew was on the other day midwest angler podcast mm-hmm. and i didn't i don't know if i mentioned uh shack talk with mm-hmm. uh scotty brewer and uh, mr kyle agri that's another one to listen to mm-hmm. um like i said last week we are all in this together as far as podcasters there's no competition. We are actually going to, me and I know the guy from Midwest, we're going to work out something. We got, mm. we, we, we mentioned something. Uh, we both have kind of an intern. You know, we got intern Tony. Yep. They've got, um, um, oh, what, what the heck is his name? I can't remember what his name is. And I just, I, sorry, I was just, just became Facebook friends with him too. But uh, he's kind of their intern that they pick <laughs> on all the time. Yeah. And we actually have a pretty cool idea 
to totally. uh yeah so when, once we get all the details laid down we'll start promoting that that's and then, awesome uh, i know me and patrick from the broken line have talked about doing some stuff so nice yeah we're gonna try to you know boost this podcast world and work together and podcasts are absolutely awesome whether you're working out whether you're driving i mean yep and they're all and they're all different yeah they're all different you know, which is awesome shack shack talk they're more like a radio show they've got yep. the segments yep um broken line strictly fishing yep midwest angler strictly fishing yep. me hunting fishing everything whatever doesn't matter Whole nine yards yeah and we all do it differently yeah so you know midwest anglers from iowa the rest of us well shack talk north dakota yeah the other you know us to, uh here in the broken line minnesota so yep there's no competition yeah we no, just want to bring you guys all the best info you which can which is awesome yeah so it's fun it is it is fun podcasting and uh yeah i don't mm-hmm. know i get to meet cool people like you know people yeah. that work for vexilar <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> matt waldron <laughs> matt waldron uh let's see so let's start out with the we're gonna drop the state fish because the information i'm getting from wikipedia is gone all over the place and like names are changing and and all that stuff so if i find a, a solid lead or solid place again i'll bring them back up mm-hmm. but for now we're just gonna ixnay that we but talk about minnesota state fish yeah the wall i get over it <laughs> <laughs> the minnesota slot limit yeah, slot yeah, limit, slot, slot yeah, limits. Well, yeah god <laughs> Well, we could bring that up in the in the news of the week because um, they mentioned, I think, Rainy River again is going to change. Again? Well, not again, but they mentioned it again. I'll touch on it when we yeah. do the news of the week. Um, but let's head over to the Minnesota Museum, Fishing Museum, and Hall of Fame in Little Falls and recognize another master angler. Mm. Let's go back to September 1st on 2008 when Stephanie Seifert... Now, she uh, looked to be under 18, so her numbers that she's got to meet to get this are different than ours. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, They've got an adult and then a kid's division. Mm -hmm. And on September 1st, 2008, caught and harvested by Sport Fishing Method from Minnesota Waters, a 17-inch bass, the smallmouth variety, and is Mm -hmm. hereby recognized as an official master angler. She's from Taylor's Falls, and she caught it on the St. Croix River. Oh, wow. Yeah, they don't have a... Can you see that? Yep. Oh, okay. I'll turn that for you if you need to be. Um, they didn't give a catch story or anything, anything like that, but she's got a nice nice uh, picture outside the front of her house. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it went on the wall. That's a nice one for, <laughs> for a smallmouth on the St. Croix. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, it probably fought like a 21-inch largemouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, congratulations, Stephanie Seifert, on you know your uh, Master Angler Award, even though we're looking at 10 years later, yeah. but... I'm actually going back in time to like the beginning of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's I, I looked at it today, and uh, there's a bunch of uh, uh, ice fishing ones like this one here, you oh, know. Wow. And then it looks like people are like, oh, I, I'll start setting up. I don't know. It'd be kind of neat to know if like I had anything to do with these because like this one was caught in May. That one's in July and June. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you guys are out there, like Kaylin Woog, I think I said your name right, mm-hmm. Kaylin Woog. Do you listen to the show, Kalen? Kalen? Hello, Kalen. Are you out there? Anyway, so yeah. So congratulations on your Master Angler Award, Miss Seifert. Now let's head over to the news of the week. And we, uh, we're we going to go to some... We're going to congratulate a conservation officer. 
because the DNR, yes, the DNR names the 2019 Conservation Officer of the Year, and that goes to Mitch. I'm gonna hopefully this is right. Boyum has been named the 2019. How do they wait? Okay, how do they do the 2019 Conservation Officer? Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. It it's for 2018, <laughs> but they give it to him in 2019. Yep. After okay. a year review. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, why not name him the 2018? If he, but. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, he has been named the 20... Mitch Only Boyum. takes two months. Right. Yeah, well, just yeah, like anything else half, with our yeah. government. Yeah. Bueller. Bueller. Hello, is my watch working? Oh, that's right. Okay, so Mitch Boyum has been named the 2019 DNR Conservation Officer of the Year. You haven't gone through this because you... We were live on location. Yeah. So this is all that goofy stuff yeah. that we do. Okay. Uh, an award presented to an officer each year for outstanding overall career performance. Enforcement Division Director Rodman Smith presented the award earlier this month at the, the division's annual award ceremony and training conference at Camp Ripley. Uh, he patrols the Rushford area in southeastern Minnesota. I have never heard of that. Have you? No. Hmm. I know there's a lot of trout streams down there and a lot of deer hunting. Oh, so you have heard of that? Well, I know that area, oh, southeastern okay. Minnesota. There's oh, yeah, yeah, but not Rushford. I've never heard of Rushford. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I don't get out enough. <laughs> <laughs> I go north, right? Pretty much. I mean, ice, especially ice fishermen. Yeah, we don't go south. Yeah, there's nothing not really. down there. A couple I mean, lakes. Once you get past like Waconia, what is there? Not much. Iowa. You just go to Iowa. <laughs> just go to yeah. Clear Lake or yeah, you go to Clear Okeechobee Lake or whatever. Or Farm Ponds. Okaboji. Oh, yep. Okaboji. Okeechobee. Yeah, keep driving further south for Okeechobee. Mm. Florida. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He has worked extensively on enforcement issues related to chronic wasting disease, assets, and teaching new conservation officer candidates at academies, and is dedicated to helping youth learn about and enjoy the outdoors. Uh, through his career, C.O. Boyum has provided himself to be an exceptional officer, Smith said. He understands the unique position conservation officers hold in their communities and is a positive reflection, not just on the enforcement division, but the department as a whole. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some other enforcement division honorees, uh, Boat and Water Safety Achie- Achievement Award, Nick Clear, Claire, Clare, I'm not sure. K-L-E-H-R, Waterfall Enforcement Achievement Award, Ben Huner, or Hooner, I don't know, you know how to say that? I'm horrible with names. All right, sorry, sorry, Ben, don't uh, don't bust me for something because I messed up your last name. We're on a first name basis. (laughs) That is not good with a CO. If you are on a first, attention everybody, if you are on a first name basis with your CO and he is not family. No, that's either good or bad. You're screwed. No, it's either good or bad. I guess. I mean, if you've called him. Either he knows you and. Knows that you're good or... I'd rather just kind of just be like, hey, what's up, man? And you not know my name, but he knows me. <laughs> you know, if he knows yeah, your true. name, especially your last name. Yeah. That means he's had to write it down. Yeah. That's not good. So keep yourself on a first name basis yeah, first with your name. local seal. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want last names right. or addresses or phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Willard Munger Wetlands Achievement Award goes to Shane Verner or Vernier. Enforcement Education Achievement Award goes to Jen Mueller. 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 Um, so yeah, so congratulations to all of them and Mitch Boyum for the uh, conservation officer of the year. Good job, sir. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right, now there was another piece of news I just found for all you shooters out there and you guys that think that you can shoot long, long ways. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shoot this far. <laughs> Guess what? You ain't got nothing on this guy. Texas man nails three mile. 
Yes. Three, one, two, three mile shot to set new distance record using a custom rifle chambered in 408 Cheyenne tactical. Never heard of that one before. Mm Mm-hmm. I bet you that thing costs like 20 bucks a round. Well, probably more. <laughs> probably. Uh, Bill Poor connected on a three-mile shot to set what could be the new world record. Bill Poor of Tuscaloosa. Yes. No, Tuscola. Sorry, everybody in Texas. Tuscola, Texas. Reportedly connected on a three-mile shot on January 14th of last year near Midland. Am I? Is this, this is old news now? What? Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, anyway, so here's some news I, <laughs> I found out about now a year later. Uh, let's see. 5,280-yard five, 5, shot breaks the unofficial 2.84 miles, 5,000 yards by retired Navy SEAL Charles Melton in September 2017. And it shatters the 3,800-yard and 4,210-yard shots the Hill Country Rifle Team made in 2015 and 2016. So he went for it. He didn't just go for a hundred or two hundred yards more. No, he went, oh, let's like, break three miles. Yeah, he's like, nope, we're just gonna, yeah, just crush it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. It took him eight shots to hit this thing. Um, but if you think about it, eight shots for that far away, I'll take it. Yeah, I don't care if it takes you all day to hit it. You still uh, hit it. Nobody else has ever hit that far. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Porn might not uh, might not have uh, long to hold the record for the longest distance rifle shot, though. Charles Melton has announced he will soon be attempting a. <laughs> Let's just shoot to like Paris at this point. Six thousand yard shot, three point four miles. This guy's gonna apparently try to hit. Wow. Yeah. That's really going yeah. for it. <laughs> right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna see if it, since this one was a year ago, why did this I. That's weird. I don't don't know. It just like showed up in my news feed. It's impressive though. Fake news. Um, Yeah. So I'll see if Charles Milton broke that record. Yeah. That that. I can't remember if he did or not. So there's your news of the week. Your old news of the week. (laughs) Old news of the week. Who knows? I like that. Old news of the week. Yeah. Here's your for your old news of the week. If in case you didn't know. Right. Yep. All right, so, Mr. Matt. Yes. You want to answer this one question here on the Vex? Absolutely. All right, so Matt works for Vexlar. Yes. He makes all sorts of cool stuff and gets to play with a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, yep. I got to fix a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, he's the guy that, that fixes everything. So if, mm-hmm. if it doesn't get fixed right, yell at him, not yeah, me. Yeah, yell at me. <laughs> yeah, yell at that guy. Yell yeah, at me. I've, I've gotten to the point where I forget that there's a camera there half the time. Yeah. Unless I just happen to look over and go, oh, that's right. I like talking to you. Even though there's big ass lights in here there are big lights in here. yeah but they're soft glow they are Jeez. soft they're very light and they're not bad comfortable they're not as harsh yeah no yeah yeah um okay so back to the podcast <laughs> people are like oh here he goes again <laughs> uh we got a uh, question from tom bubba petrosky ask matt what the difference is on the flx 28 from low power to weed mode mm-hmm. i know to ha- i know how to run both but don't see much as far as any significant difference in the two and go so what i'll address low power first um what low power is it's you're reducing your sensitivity or signal strength by 50 percent. so think instead of your gain going from one to nine Think of it going from negative five to five. That's that's kind of how it would be. It's like having a reduced signal strength. Um, now, what weed mode is, it's very, very different. Weed mode actually, uh, it changes your pulse width. 
So you get better target separation when you're in weeds. And what that allows you to do is uh, if you have multiple targets on the screen, as in weeds, uh, it allows you to see the fish flickering in and out of the weeds along with your lure much easier. Where low power, that just weakens everything and you have to adjust your gain. Uh, with weed mode, you typically don't have to adjust your gain very much at all. Uh, you, when you put it into weed mode, it pretty much just uh, makes it so your target separation is finer, allowing you to see that flickering easier. But those are the big differences. Um, once you really learn your Vexar unit a lot more, you will be able to tell those differences. Uh, it does take a little bit though. Um, but the more hours you put on it, the more hours you put on each mode, uh, the more you'll get to understand each mode better. Okay. So hopefully that answered the question. Mm -hmm. Now I know Lanky was talking about when he was here, I think he was talking about having it on low power and weed mode. Yeah. that And that apparently really, really works well. It does to a certain extent um if you're in deeper water it does not work at all yeah. that's only for shallow shallow water um yeah. but usually he, he fishes just shallow yeah jungle stuff yep so. usually for me i'm doing one or the other um and weed mode also works in deep water too a lot of people don't know that um if you're in a very large school of fish it can also give you better target separation in a school so oh, there's okay. that too that's cool mm -hmm. nice um so far that's the only question we got perfect um unless you got some that went to your page but i you can, have no you idea can check that at some point i yep. guess if you want um nothing no somebody, i got i got oh a my. text from my buddy dan norling don't give up all the juice on that podcast yeah so idaho yes catch cascade yeah. enormous perch I don't even know if I want to do this podcast because I'm just going to sit here and go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, can I come it's, with? It's incredible. Yeah. That, so what we're talking about is Lake Cascade in Idaho. Um, it's a 29,000-acre reservoir up in the mountains. Um, it's about two hours north of uh, Boise, Idaho, um, and it's a perch mecca right now. Um, there's people driving from, we saw guys from Alberta. Was everybody up there? Uh, there was there was so many people groups. on foot on Facebook. It seemed like, or it's just yeah. all my friends were out there. <laughs> all your friends. Yeah, <laughs> everybody I know was out there. Yeah. There was three groups of guys out there. I know there yeah. was guys from JT Outdoors, uh, which they make rods. Um, there was our group, which were Team Yukon Outdoors, were uh, um, a social media group, and then there's also. Um, oh, what is it? I think it's Northwoods Angling was out there as okay. well. Um, but yeah, it was. It was worth it. Um, we yeah. actually drove yeah. out there. 2.3 pounders or whatever. What was uh, it? It was two and a quarter. So, yeah. yeah it, was, it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. Yeah. yeah. That one's going on the so, wall. <laughs> so, all you, all you guys going to, uh, you know, catching them on, uh, you know, Mille Lacs or South Dakota. I wherever. mean, yeah, South, South Dakota, Dakota will get ones that size. Yeah. And same with North Dakota but, as well. But, but people go where you went well there was guys from D yeah. the dakotas i mean they there was guys with snow bears there i mean it oh, was, right. they, i mean it was pretty intense and yeah. it's like whoa <laughs> but uh the sad thing is i think it's getting fished out or to a certain point because yeah. uh the idaho fishing game has no legal limit on perch out there they don't there's no legal limit in the state on perch so people <laughs> there's perch okay. i mean there's piles of perch on the ice by people but luckily, the bite was tough when so, we were out there. Uh -huh. It wasn't like you were catching 100 fish a person a day. Yeah. I mean, you were catching 20, 
a day per group usually. Right. So now are they all kind of big perch or are you catching uh, like the average was probably twelve to fourteen inches. Oh, so okay. big perch. So you're catching jumbo Minnesota jumbos. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, just what I we're mean, catching. Some of the fish I mean, I'd say the average is probably twelve and a half to thirteen. Jesus. If I find crappies that big, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, buddy, we're on them today. I know. I you're mean, out there catching perch twelve inches on the average. It was impressive. Um I personally my my personal best perch before that was we took a trip last year up to the Turtle Mountains in North Dakota. Yeah. And I caught an 11 inch perch up there and I was freaking out. That's your personal best. That was my personal I think best. I, sh- I shattered it. Yeah. Like, well, how big, how long was that one? Uh, so my big one was 15 and three quarter. I did not break 16. No Our group. We broke 16 twice. Jeez. Um, we had a 16 and a 16 and an eighth. Um, but that 15 and three quarter that I got was the heaviest. Oh, okay. Um, but Just a football. we got, I think, we got five or six fish that were close or at or above two pounds. Um, <laughs> perch. But that we're being talking said, perch. so when we showed up there, there was a tournament on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, as we, I mean, we arrived late Saturday afternoon, and there was a, a local tournament on the lake, and I think big fish was like two eight three. Oh my god! Something like that. I mean, you know, we're used to little oh, cigars here it's unbelievable yeah, you catch a 10 inch perch it's like oh that's actually a decent perch for yeah this, you know and there's here. 17s in this lake too which is yeah I, well, I, I, you've seen well we've all seen the picture 17 18s yeah and that's why yeah. everybody goes there yeah yeah i mean it's it's impressive <clears throat> i mean i was blown away and the fish they're not normally they're they're super super aggressive but with all the pressure i mean Two years ago, apparently that tournament had fifty people or forty people. Yeah. This year there was like three hundred. Oh no! Yeah, so I mean, it's there's a lot of people <clears throat> going to the lake. And yeah, I we talked to a CO officer and he said that they would like to put limits on the lake, and I think they need to do it fast <laughs> because, yeah, like, like now, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, if there's people coming from North Dakota, from I mean, we saw guys from Wisconsin, Alberta, North Dakota, um, and then Minnesota. Yeah. So there's guys coming from everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You know you have something special. Well, and once this podcast gets out, all 42 people that listen to it are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but probably it's worth it. I can tell you that for sure. Oh, yeah. I No, I've heard about the lake for a long time. It's just, it's freaking Idaho. Yeah. It's a long, long trip. Yeah, it was... Technically, Google Maps says 22 hours. No. No. It's 26, 25 to 27 hours. Well, it's 22 hours straight driving, no stopping for eating, bathroom, yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a <clears throat> long drive, and there's a couple really slow areas where it's just like, okay, I swear I've seen that hill like five times at yeah. least. I mean, and there's one slow area in between Idaho Falls and uh Boise, Idaho, and that's like six hours, and it's just flat because you go through the mountains, and then there's a flat area, and then after Boise, you go back up into the mountains again. Okay, but yeah, it was. So it's like driving through North Dakota. Yeah, right in that area. Yeah, right in that area it was. Um, But there were some sketchy parts of the drive. Yeah. Did you run into some weather then? Yeah, going out, we ran into. Um, it had snowed a couple days before, and so the roads were pretty icy, and so we had to slow down quite a bit. Yeah. So that made it a little bit longer. And then coming back, the snowstorm we got would have been a Tuesday. We had the uh, first, first well, bit of Tuesday snow. Tuesday or Wednesday? 
or what? No, Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, I Tuesday think. we yeah. got the first bit of snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And we were skirting while we were in North Dakota. We were on the south edge of that storm the whole time. So we weren't getting any of the snow, but we were getting like 30-mile-an-hour north winds. Oh, so, fun. Yeah, four yeah. miles to six miles to the gallon in a truck is not fun. <laughs> I've the been there. time. I've been there. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. But I definitely, I mean, the drive is worth it to do it once. Right. But I'm flying next flying, time. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, it's ice fishing gear, so. Eh, yeah, know. it's it's much easier to drive just with other gear, but weather does play a huge toll on the trip, too. So yeah, that and out there on the lake, you do get a lot of slush. And luckily for us, we had the perfect week where there was no slush. It was slushy the week before that, so yep. we were kind of worried. So if you go, bring waterproof boots. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing you're going to want to do is... Uh, make sure you have extra pairs of bibs and jackets because you'll get wet Yeah, and prepare for it to rain because it does rain up there and snow up there just as much as, I mean, anywhere else. Well, you're up in the mountains. It yeah, happens it's, the weather is super unpredictable. Yep. But, and bring sunscreen. I did not bring sunscreen. I'm still peeling. You know, and that's the funny thing is that we never think about it when we're ice fishing. Yeah. Because it's oh you know it's it's winter Especially who gets sunburned but it bounced, in the mountains it's, yeah well in the mountains you're closer to the sun but yeah. then even here yeah even down here it's bouncing off the snow and the ice and yep. it just fries you I've come home yeah. some days and it's like oh my god that's right yeah <laughs> you yeah. know and my wife goes we no. got fried yeah. all of us did because we forgot sunscreen and yeah. you're about six thousand I think it's like fifty five hundred feet up in the mountains yep and you get burnt mm-hmm. you get really really burnt I mean we were fishing in sweatshirts. Because oh, really? it felt like it. I mean, it was thirty degree air temperature. Yeah. But it feels like it's sixty five degrees. Oh, just the sun just. Oh yeah, my gosh! I so mean, you're close. getting hot. Yep. And so, yeah. So I mean, pack extra boots. I mean, because it, it gets wet up there too. Yeah. But. Well, and that's that. I mean, anytime you go, just a little yeah. heads up to people if you don't think about this. If yeah. you Go on any trip further than a few hours from home. You're gonna wish you had extra gear. Bring extra I mean, everything. Extra don't augers, yeah. extra yep. flashers. I mean, because batteries. Stuff will break. I mean, there was a guy out reels. on the ice that was in one of the other groups from Minnesota, and his transducer broke. Luckily, oh. I had an extra and was able to help him out. Yeah. And then there was a guy from Alberta. His battery died. He's a Canuck. You should have just let him. I know. Uh, let, let I know. But he was, he was nice. <laughs> Go over there to perch, eh? Yeah, he was pretty nice. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I mean, it was it was impressive. It was tough fishing, though. Yeah. I mean, the fish were very, very spread out. It didn't seem like there was much of a pattern to them besides, I mean, fishing on the main piece of structure on the lake, the main bar. Oh, I mean, that's like, where everyone fishes. Okay. So. There, it was challenging, um, and it seemed like you catch them right away in the morning, and then it was one here, one there, the rest of the day. But uh, yeah, I'm wishing we could have gone later in the year to because the sooner you get towards ice out, they're really, really huge because they spawn right after ice out. Oh, okay. and so that's when they're huge, huge. Yep. But <clears throat> if you're from out here, the ice over there is really unpredictable. Yeah. What What was the Depth or uh, when of the we ice got and stuff. there, it was probably about a foot. Okay. Um, but when we left, every every night it gets to like negative ten. Oh, like negative five to negative ten. It gets yep. cold, um, and so it builds a lot of ice quick. So I'd say there was about a foot and a quarter when we left. You guys taking wheelers and snowmobiles? Yeah, we had uh, two snowmobiles. Okay, out there. How many were in your group? Uh, we had five. So Our buddy Dan making who, trips back and forth for people or yeah. everybody just hop on well we were making trips making trips forth. forth that was the easiest 
just because we didn't want to bring too much stuff out and yeah. just how far us. did you have to go from the from where you guys were parked uh we let's see here can't remember the name of the access we launched out of it's okay it you, don't, you the, don't have to give up the information your buddy might get mad <laughs> <laughs> it was on the west side of the lake and it's okay. a public public access that's yeah. where people park usually it's a free launch um and we just took the snowmobiles out right from there but what was weird this year is the lake was 12 foot down so oh. you had to really go over a lot of the the structure that was underwater typically oh so all of a sudden there's like mounds and stuff that yeah it's a reservoir so okay. there's like it's up and down and it's scary yeah. because you don't know if there's a log underneath oh the snow. So the snow how deep was the snow uh it was like three inches of snow oh well, yeah most of bad. it melts and then they'll yeah. get more but yeah, it was weird. It rained up there on us the last day. We were so bring an umbrella late. if you go to fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, bring an umbrella. Seriously, yeah, bring a big golf umbrella. Yeah, up in the mountain tops it was snowing, but yeah, where we were it was raining. Hmm. But yeah, it, it was a special, special trip. I'll remember it forever. It, it was well the the fish. I mean, they're just it, it's yeah. crazy. I, mean, I saw those things, and you know everybody else that was out there posting on Facebook, and I'm just like, yep. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, that, a bucket list yeah. trip that I recommend everyone going on. Yeah. What, are you guys, what were you guys using for bait? Spoons, uh, jigs? There was two things we were using. Um, ripping wraps, very aggressive bait, and they'd have it choked. Or we really had to finesse them in jigging plastics. Okay. Um, a lot of the fish, normally they're spitting up perch. A lot of fish this year were splitting up bloodworms. Um, so we kind of had to switch tactics up a little bit there, but usually it was that one two combo um and in idaho you can actually fish five lines a person did you so we didn't we didn't have (laughs) we should have we didn't have that many rods (laughs) no (laughs) i wish we did um but what we did is um myself andrew osowski and a couple of the other guys uh we would drill two holes have Mm -hmm. our vex in one hole and then we were having the jigging plastic in one and then a rip and wrap in the other and we call them in and then then jig, jig them yeah the yeah yep. so it was it was tough though i mean we would have a lot of fish come up and do the typical perch thing come oh up, yeah look at it go back down it doesn't matter if they're three inches or 30 inches a perch is a perch a is perch, perch is a perch <laughs> is a perch and our buddy said he had never seen him do that before so i'm thinking a lot of it is the pressure yeah starting to get to him yeah so I'd go now <laughs> if yeah. you're going to go. Yeah. That and like Lake Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. But apparently there's a lake, uh, Lake Manitoba, another huge body of water that supposedly got fished out by commercial fishermen. Yeah. I know there was an angler. I'm not sure if you follow Brett McComas. Yeah, I know Brett. Yeah. yeah. Um, he actually just went up there and fished on Manitoba. Yeah. Yep. And apparently caught a lot of mid 20 inch walleyes so a lot of them. coming back it's coming back that's good so there's another destination for a lot of people if you can't make it up to winnipeg yeah well winnipeg manitoba it's all it's all a haul anyway <laughs> they're pretty close to each other <laughs> for me anything past like leech lakes like <sighs> yeah right. it's a drive uh, how early can i get off friday because we're not fishing friday but at least yeah. i can get to bed early yeah <laughs> get up early on saturday <laughs> yep 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 yeah yeah, it was fun. Oh, you also tangle into some trout. There's what kind of trout? Like rainbows. Rainbows. Nice. Yep, there's rainbow. There's a lake just north of Cascade. It's called Payette. And that lake has 40 and 50 pound lakers in it. And Huge lake trout. Didn't go up there? No, because the ice, they had just gotten ice. Oh, okay. The week that were there. So there was like three inches of ice, and that's 
Oh, come on. Just go. <laughs> Normally around here, I would. You got a float suit, don't but you? But out there. Oh, I do, but <laughs> around here, yeah. I would, but on yeah. a huge lake like that. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the odds in the are middle not of in your nowhere. Favor. The odds are not in my no. favor, and I'm not walking. We have a snowmobile. I'm staying on Cascade. And you probably weren't set up for trout anyway. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> go, out there, go out there with the jiggle stick looking for a lake trout. That's yeah. going to end badly. That would end very badly. Be funny. If I had an open water rod with, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm on Rice Lake last weekend. Yeah. Doing the whole Brainerd, uh, like, bass fishing team. They put yep. on a little kids tournament, whatever. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, there's a guy with a long rod. Oh, really? Yeah. Like uh, I posted long a long rod a, ice rod? Or? No, like a long rod, like, bass walleye rod. Spinning rod. I thought Spinning that was up. just a photo you no, posted from online. That was no, a legit photo. I took that picture. <laughs> I physically took that picture. Dude, I thought you had just posted that from online. Like, hey, hey, look nope. at this. Nope. Uh, yeah, if you're... Uh, yeah, there it is right there. Oh, wait. Hold on. This thing wants to... Let's see. Yeah, it's right there. Let me go to photos. And... Oh, hi, Lanky. Where do you go? Where do you go? There he is. Right there. Yep, there he is. That's Rice Lake. That the access is just you know to the right here. I don't know. Uh, what you're doing. I mean, I hope people, I don't. I'm people just, just watch an ice fishing video once in a while, please. Maybe he was going for pike. Maybe he was, but that is an unconventional way of going for pike. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm gonna sit seven feet away from the hole. <laughs> he wasn't though. That his chair, which is where he's standing by, his hole is like right there. It's so he had his hand halfway down his he, rod. Yeah, like the rod. I don't. Did he catch one? I don't think so. Oh. Of course, well, what do you think? Did you go over there and help him? No. Oh, well, come on. I was too busy. <laughs> You're too busy laughing. I was too busy with Landon here. Oh, did he catch Look at this. Him? Look at this. This kid, you know, here. He looks dialed. Right? Well, yeah, he's dialed because he's got the Kishler Custom uh, uh, black ice rod. Perfect. You know, with that extremely flexible tip. Oh, it's, like a, it's like a spring bobber, dude. It's awesome. Taught the kid, he's 13, taught the kid how to use the Black Betty one-to-one. Nice. One-to-one, no drag, nothing like that. And he's fishing with the Helix 7 chirp. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Took third. Seriously. In the crappie. Yeah. That's, yeah. Got himself a that's pretty place. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I pretty much just sets, you know, hung out with him all day, helped him uh, helped him catch some fish. Breaking stuff. Oh, by the way, the cord on your headphones, you can take it from this side and move it around. Because it's, Yeah. Up and over. Pull it around. I'm so lost right now. Yeah. Just, well, it's like up and over. There you go. Oh, there you go. I've been looking at it for a while now. Yeah. It's just supposed to hang off the left side. Interesting podcasting stuff there. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I'm it's all learning. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can be a little slow sometimes. Uh, Bear with me. Yeah. Oh, good job, Tom. You finally finished your driveway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that guy was fishing with, like, a seven-foot rod. Ice fishing. I don't know what he was doing. Like, if I wasn't helping out Landon, I would. I was like, okay, I should go over there and help yeah, when him. I th- but when I'm you like, said long oh, rod, I thought you were no, meaning the... No, like seven-footer, dude. Yeah, that's I, like open I said, water rod. <laughs> for, all you, for all you listening, go to the page, the, the SmackDown Outdoors podcast page, look in the pictures, and when you see a guy standing there and he's on the ice, bunch of snow all over the place, and he's got a long rod... It actually happened. I physically took that picture. <laughs> that was me. That's incredible. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I had fun doing that. It was uh, it was nice just helping kids and stuff. You know, I've talked about mm-hmm. it on the podcast before, getting out helping kids catch stuff. So yeah, good it's, times. It's always fun, especially uh, in the summertime. I do a lot of the being a boater for the high school kids. Yep, for their bass tournaments. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Seeing them get all excited when they catch a big one. Yeah. that's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kids just like catching fish. They do. Yeah. And then if it's big, it's even like, oh, my God, my <laughs> yeah. day is made. Yeah, because then you freak out, too, with them. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, Perch, yeah. you, you had fun. It was a good time. Nice. I'd definitely do it again. Are you going to? And am I invited? Maybe. <laughs> yes. I'll meet you. i tell you what I'll do. I'll give you all my gear. <laughs> and I'll fly. I'll fly. Okay. <laughs> I'm not driving that drive again. <laughs> Because that was not fun. No, it sucks. It yeah. yeah. I hate sitting in a car, especially for a day, a whole day. Were all five of you in the same vehicle, or did you take? Two? No, we had two vehicles. Oh, okay, we had the trailer, and three guys in ours, and then two of our buddies went a day early and left a day late. Okay, but yeah, it was it was fun. I definitely yeah. would like to do that again. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully they decide to put some regs on that lake. Otherwise I sure you hope so. Might not Otherwise, be worth it. yeah. No, seriously. I mean, if they don't, that lake is destroyed yeah. in four years, five years. That lake's, and the funny thing is, is that lake actually, uh, I think it was fifteen to twenty years ago. Um, there was only eight or nine inch perch in the lake, and they actually completely they nuked the lake. They dumped poison in the lake killed every fish in it because there was a explosion of i think it's called pike minnows okay um, they're yep. these little minnows and they eat fish eggs well when they nuked the lake they went and brought perch from a lake in washington and then they set a lake in the midwest um and stocked the lake full of perch and that's what we're catching right now wow um and it's cool you can kind of see there's two different looking perch in the lake if you look at the stripes, there's perch that have a peace sign, like a V. Uh-huh. And then there's other ones that just have the normal perch bars. Really? It's really, really weird. Are they different like species? No, I just think they're from different areas. They're just different strains. Oh, okay. Um, you know, kind of like how you have different strains of largemouth bass. Yeah. You have yeah, Florida yeah. largemouth. You have largemouth <clears throat> down in Texas. And, Spotted. and Well, so that's a different species. Yeah. Spotted bass and smallmouths and largemouths are all different species, but there's different strains, like muskies. Oh, there's a Wisconsin different strain. Of, yeah, 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 there's yeah. a Wisconsin strain of muskies. There's a, I think there's a Vermilion strain of muskies. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how the perch looked. It was really cool. Hmm. But, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully they – protect the lake better so if there's anybody listening from that state please start pressuring your dnr now yes because not only is it a huge tourist attraction and brings probably a lot of money into the area which just judging by how many people were there when we were there from out of state yeah it's a big attraction even people there from boise and from towns a couple hours away that are coming there i mean that's even a I mean, you can make money just by those people. Right, right. I mean, it's... Well, it's, it's their version of Mille Lacs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it is their yeah. version of Mille Lacs, yeah. except they have much fewer lakes in the Right, state. yeah, they got like three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have like... Yeah, in that area, that big area, besides trout rivers and streams, yeah. which, by the way, when you... If you do go there, on the way up through the mountains to Cascade, uh, north of Boise, once you get into the mountains, you'll kind of... Go, go through some big passes all of a sudden I don't know where there's just gorgeous river that goes up with you for like 30 miles 40 miles it's 
pretty awesome and the road winds around it it was it was cool bring a fly rod next time we should have because there's uh, a lot of a lot of big rainbows actually hmm. in that but yeah we did catch a couple of trout though when we were on cascade um nice. we caught i think two low 20 inch rainbows which were huge for us i mean oh yeah here I mean, it's like you know 15 16 yeah Get lucky like an 18 19 yeah i caught one that was just over 20 and then our other buddy caught one that was low 20s as well nice but apparently they get them over 24 25 jesus yeah so some big ones and they fight too wow <laughs> do they fight i want to get out on uh it's pyramid lake out it's in it's either in nevada or like on the california border of reno my yeah. grandpa lives in reno and his buddy's like i'm going fishing i was out visiting him hmm. you want to come with i'm like sure where are we going pyramid lake well it's in the weirdest fishing hmm. i've ever come across because for one minnesota you go to a lake what's it surrounded by vegetation of some sort whether yeah. it's trees reeds whatever well we pull up to this thing and it's literally just a bowl of mountains with nothing on it yep it's like a Star Wars film. Yep. It's like, hi, just nothing. There's no trees on these mountains, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, so what do we do? He's like, well, you know, you got some waders, whatever. He's like, just walk out and start casting. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind of bait I do? And he's like, oh, here's a tackle box. And it had, I don't even know. This was like 10 years ago. So who knows what was in there? Yeah. I just know there was some of that stupid, stinky gulp bait that you can oh, make a little the ball trout putty yeah the exact yeah, yeah the trout putty yeah so i was like just taking random lures and jamming Spain it on there and, and pasting yeah. it on so i caught one. Oh, really yeah it was like 13 14 inches maybe mm-hmm. i don't know whatever so i've caught a rainbow trout was it a lake. golden rainbow trout no oh. it was just your standard rainbow i saw a picture on facebook some lady caught a golden rainbow that trout thing was, was sweet yeah it was straight gold yeah that was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, if you're sight fishing, that would have been a nice yeah. target to look at. Well, and it's, oh, look at the orange yellow bob. What's really funny about that picture is that she's an attractive young lady, mm-hmm. but you look at the fish first. I, <laughs> Typically in those pictures, you're always like, I oh, didn't even at, notice. You, you look at her. Got it. I just saw the fish. Because right. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah I had never seen a golden yeah. rainbow trout before. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. even know they I think, existed. I want to, did we cover, I can't remember if we covered it on the show or not. If we've got if we got to a golden rainbow, if that's any state fish, I know there's been it a couple was some of sort of rainbow. Yeah, I know the green cutback. Why? Why is everyone's state fish a trout? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's another reason. I'm like, well, yeah, whatever, state yeah. fish. Yeah, yeah. That's just a lame state fish. Sorry if you're a trout. Fan, yeah, but. sorry. Everybody's got. Well, I also was looking down further through the list, and there's like three other states with the cutbacks. Oh, really? Yeah, and then like four or five like, or whatever it is. Way to be original, marginal. right? <laughs> well. Yeah, we're talking walleye, Minnesota, big deal. Yeah, well, still, I mean, I guess I, I don't we know. might be the only state with it, though. Well, what's I Wisconsin's? Look. Probably the muskie. Probably. I don't know. Want to look it up? Yeah, let's look it up. All right, let's Google it. Um, but yeah, it was funny because, you know, typically all those pictures, it's like, oh, you know, you know, Instagram model chick holding the fish. And I was just like, look at that fish. <laughs> I just saw I go, the fish. And I was like, oh. I didn't even know who got it. I yeah. just saw the fish because it was huge. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's pretty too. Yeah, it's the muskie. Yep. Yep. How about that off the top of my dome? That was pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm the smartest guy you know sitting on the side of the table at this moment. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, no, that fish was, and it was a good size fish too. We're not talking like a oh, 12. It was, huge. it was like, what, 24, 26 inches or something? Yeah. I didn't die. Well, I looked at it, I was just dumbfounded. You know where to find like, it? Who had it on there? Did you share it at all? I would just look up Golden Rainbow Trout. All right, let's just, well. Let's see if we can find it. Facebook search it here. Golden it Retriever. 
No golden retriever. Not, definitely not a trout. 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 It's a trout. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yep, right there. Yep. Um, golden rainbow trout photo. Yeah, that thing is awesome looking. That and we'll share it on the. Wicked. Uh, we'll post the picture up on the video link on the video version of this so you guys can see it otherwise literally just go to facebook and just put in golden rainbow trout and it'll show up um gal standing in a stream and yeah it's probably yellow yellow trout it's probably about 24 i'd say i think well look at how tall it is compared to her hand yeah oh it's a i mean that's a i'd like a walleye that big yeah let's see that's a big fish any comments (laughs) that's funny this is for the folks that think this is fake. Get it facts before you comment. West Virginia trout stream to go gold in April. What? Hey, let's uh, click on that and see. I click what does this mean? West Virginia trout stream to go gold in April. <laughs> what? There will be gold in them there hills, or at least in them there West Virginia lakes and streams in early April. Okay, so hold on. Let's check the date. February time. <laughs> Of 2018, <laughs> a year ago. Everything's a year But anyway, ago. Uh, let's see. They will change the color of the trout they stock in West State, what, Mountain State waters. Oh, yeah, it's February 8th, duh. <laughs> yeah, February 18th. <laughs> February 10th, yeah. That hasn't even happened yet. So apparently they're, they're, they, were, uh, they started stocking gold trout instead of just uh, whatever trout. I wonder if that means it's more expensive. Probably is more expensive. Probably they, is. Like they care. They're the government. They do what they want. Mm-hmm. So they're stocking gold rainbows, but they yeah. will not restock Milwaukee with German browns. It's two different states. True. I know. I'm just saying yeah. that. It's I, still a truth. I don't know, man. I'm just kind of like, whatever. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out. I wonder where this was caught. I don't. Well. Michigan. Well, that's on that page. Yeah. But I doubt it's from actually Michigan. My guess is... Of course, you know, you can never find the actual, like... Um, yeah. My guess is original. New York. Um, I'm taking a wild gander. Buck Northern's... There's a lot of this Buck Northern's Michigan fishing. Or maybe it is. It could be. Because you know? it's a fishing report page. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> P, well, Pennsylvania bow hunters and outdoor junkies shared a post. Wow, beautiful. And the fish is nice, too. Meanwhile, everybody else is like the other way. Like, yeah. great fish. Oh, yeah, she's cute. That fish is just normal to um, me, apparently. That's an average one in yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If anybody has any info on that picture, yeah, uh, let us know. And because that, I'd like to catch one of those. Yeah. That's well, really apparently cool. you can go to West Virginia because they started stocking them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't... Oh, wait. That what shared else? a post. Let's see if I can get... Yeah, I don't know what, uh, oh, wait, that's her with, is that a, what is that, a giant brook trout? What is that thing? That's uh, a brook. No, hmm. that's a brown. Oh, brown, okay. I'm not real smart when it comes to trout, but that's her with a yeah. nice brown trout. We'll find Who is this. she? I don't know. That's what I want to know. Who the heck is this gal? So then I can go. And where can is go she look catching s- yeah. these giant trout? Uh, 
This is what happens. This is what happens with goldfish down the toilet, and it wasn't dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's a pal. It's a palomino. Mm -hmm. But see, this is what happens every time I go on Facebook. I see someone's catching giant fish, and I want to figure out where. Right. Yeah. Right. This is with every. Well, yeah. Now we're now we're now we're like stocking this gal. Trying to figure out where she is. I'm so stocking we can catch that trout. Well, yeah. Well, we're stocking her to figure out what where she caught it. Um, Pennsylvania. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was Pennsylvania. But yeah, that is a hell of a fish. We know it's, it's somewhere so cool. north. Well, yeah, because it's snow. snow. Yeah, definitely. Um, Buck Northern. Where'd you get this freaking picture from, Buck? <laughs> where is that thing? Because people are like, all right, I'm turning this off. Anyway, Caddis Waters, they showed it. Yeah, it's all from Buck Northern. Where did yeah. you, dude, bro, don't just post it. Give us some info on, like, what state or who it is. Don't do that to us. All right, so anyway. Yeah. So how's the... Uh, <laughs> whatever. Hey, here's the thing about the podcast, and it's funny because I've thought this before. I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I was talking to somebody, and they go, you know, you're kind of like the Joe Rogan of podcasting, like for outdoors, because you don't have, like, a theme yeah. other than outdoor stuff, and you mm-hmm. just ramble on and whatnot. Which I'm cool. And I'm like, hey, cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Maybe that is our I'd theme. Like, no I'd theme. like his following. Yeah. <laughs> theme, no theme. Yeah. Well, I've had some people, just for you all that are wondering out there, um, I've had some people go, you know, your podcasts are really, really long. Like it takes me sometimes a couple days to get through. Well, that's okay because you can come back and hit the play button again. Yeah. I feel the longer it goes, the more we get to know each other. Yeah. As far as me and the guests. Yeah. The conversation can go somewhere. Yeah. Instead of, you know, and. You know, it's fine however you want to do your podcast, but 10-minute segments or, you know, whatever, you don't really get a good feel for the people, the conversation. You don't get that. Like, it's it's like a movie. Yeah. Usually by, I don't know, an hour in, you're, like, like watching it. Right. You're into it. Right, right. You're not going to be into it 10 minutes in. Yeah. I mean... Now, when I do one by myself, yeah. I'm trying to keep them short, <laughs> like half hour, 45 yeah. minutes, because nobody wants to just hear me talk. It's yeah. boring as hell. Well, I wouldn't say that, but it's boring as hell. That <laughs> would be nice. Hey, I don't. I can be mean to myself. That's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, so UPL. Yes. You've been fishing it. Yes. You doing any good? Yeah, we did pretty good. Dang, did all right. Uh, won the first one on Chisago. Oh, you won the first one. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. I lied. Yeah, I did. <laughs> we won the first one. Congrats. Um, thank you. You're rich now. No. <laughs> yeah, I probably never will be. <laughs> not if you're not if you're a fisherman. Not, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a fisherman, expect yeah. to be broke. Want to be a millionaire? Start a billionaire. Yeah. Yep. No, that's yep. for sure. Because well, if you fish, you're gonna end up a millionaire. If oh, you're a millionaire, yeah. yep. you're gonna lose it all. Yep. But that, I wouldn't really say that's losing it all if you're still a millionaire. True. It's a lot of money I don't have. I'd take a mill. I'll take a mill oh, any yeah. day. Yeah. And then I'd go buy yeah. 10 more boats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Buy 10 more boats and then rent them. Yeah. There you go. That's how you make money. I'll just buy yourboatclub.com. That would work. Yeah. That would work. But yeah, UPLs have been going good. Um, I missed the last one. I was in Idaho for the last one. And... Look like my tournament partner really didn't need me because he won that one. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we got the next one, which is this weekend, on Pakegama. And I'm really looking forward to that. There's going to be some big bags dropped. So it's going to be fun. And then there's one after that, and that's on Clearwater in Annandale. Um, but before that, we've got the big tournament, the big panfish tournament that a lot of the... By the way, this, people can hear when Sorry. you're pounding on the table. We'll get you a pillow next time. <laughs> I'm going to need a pillow. I'll just tap my legs. There you go. Tap your legs. But next weekend after this weekend is the Panfish State Championship on Chisago, which is hosted by Frankie's. Okay. That's a big one. That's a big money tournament as well. Well, it's like, what, 250 a team or is it more than Something, that? Uh, I think it's 200, 200 a, team. a team. I don't yeah. remember. We, it's a good amount of money. Yeah, it is a good amount. It's like That's six why grand. I'm not fishing it. It's six I'm, grand for first. Yeah. But the thing is... They do prizes all the way down to seventy-five teams. Oh, really? If you take last, you still get you something. still get something. Okay. Um, I think it's every five places up till twenty gets a prize. Oh, okay. So, like, if you're fiftieth, you get a prize. Forty-fifth, you get a prize. Oh, and they're okay. like big prizes too. These aren't small. I'm talking like an FL8 Vexlar. Oh, really? That's like two hundred eighty bucks. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, a clam one man. Or a clam pop up, yeah. That's like two hundred, three hundred bucks. What's I mean, last there, place. Uh, thought it was a Vexar. I think it was FL eight. Well, Vexar is a sponsor I'll of just, it. Clams a sponsor. I'll of just it. dinner it and then just bring in one fish and Might win well. a Vexar. I, I don't even know if it's full yet. Normally yeah. they cut it off. I think it's seventy five teams. Yeah, but it's a big tournament, and a lot of the guys that fish the Minpan, mm-hmm. um, the UPL, the NAIFC, or NAIFC, mm-hmm. um which is the North American Ice Fishing Circuit. It's the pretty much, if you compare it to other tournaments, it's the Bassmaster Elite Series Or as Lanky put it, fishing. the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah, of, of pretty much. Those are the fishing. top dogs. Yeah. Um, UPL, Minpan, and uh, MN Made are all tournament circuits that kind of are like feeder systems. Yep. They're not related at all, but a lot of the guys that start doing well in those typically will end up going and fishing the NAIFC because that's the the big dogs that's where you kind of show your stuff and try to compete against the best right so a lot of the guys that fish all those leagues are going to be fishing and there's a lot of local guys that only fish that lake that'll be fishing that lake too yeah so it is very very competitive there's very strict rules and Hmm. it'll be fun i'm looking forward to it nice yeah it it and chisago is such a fun lake if you don't fish chisago you should give it a try it, no, I'm, well, they have all these tournaments don't, on it now, so <laughs> it's turning into a tournament lake. It's a secret. It's a pretty good lake. Yeah. I mean. Good bass lake. It is a good bass lake. I fish it a lot for bass. And just so you know, it's catch and release only for largemouth, so you can't even have them in your live boat to take yeah. a picture. Catch and release only. Um, but the panfish, I wouldn't be surprised if I, in the next few years, I know there's been a lot of talk with the DNR about stricter regulations on panfish. Bring it on, DNR. Everywhere. Yes. I think stricter regulations everywhere should be better. Yeah. But Except for Medicine Lake. <laughs> Open it up. Let everybody take as many as they want. Well, I think. On, there's too many in that lake. Oh, my gosh. Well, Medicine used to be good. Bring on the muskies. Medicine, you, yeah. There's <laughs> big pike in there, though. Yeah. 
but there, there used to be some really big crappies. In yeah, medicine. just go into Hardy's bait shop. They're right on the lake, and they're all on his wall. Yeah, he kept them all. Yeah, we've Sorry. talked. We've talked about that. <laughs> Did we talk about that? No, no, it came up on another podcast, and I'm like, yeah, I talked to him and kept you know, them all. Yeah, he's like, well, if we'd have known, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, yeah, we wouldn't have done this, but. Yeah, he's got them all over the freaking shop. Yeah. I wish they would cut the panfish limits in half. I know, um, I forget who I was talking to, but apparently way back when, right now, the panfish limits are half of what they used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've gone way down. Yeah. Well, I think they should either, the DNR should specifically look at very popular lakes um, and reduce the size or even put a slot limit. I think, I don't necessarily think reducing the amount you should take should be happening with the panfish i mean on some lakes yes but i think there should be a slot like i mean five to eight inch bluegills and like seven to 11 inch crappies should be taken i don't think anything over that should be under that you're not gonna get much meat off of it so you're not gonna keep it anyway like a bluegill you you keep Five to eight, yeah. Yeah. One over yeah. ten for yeah. your trophy. Yeah. You I know. think, yeah, I agree. Because if I catch a ten, you know, a, one of them big tall bastards. Yeah, the huge ones. Yeah, I've caught ten, you know, just at ten. And yeah. They, they don't, they're weird. It's weird because they yeah. look like a normal one. They're just slightly A longer. lot of that is genetics, yeah. too. You'll notice some places Metro you go lakes. and they're just round. Yeah. Metro lakes? No, they're all. We don't, they're all. Short. They're all. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're all short. They're long, but they're not tall. Yeah, and a lot of that is genetics. But yeah. once you get outside of the metro, like even to that Chisago area, they start to get tall. Chisago mm-hmm. isn't known for insanely huge bluegills, which they do have big bluegills. Um, I think the third biggest bluegill in UPL history was just caught out there uh, yeah. this last event or the first event of the year on Chisago and that was a 0.77 pound so three quarter of a pound bluegill which is a big bluegill yeah um especially for the metro area and it was just over 10 inches yeah um but you'll notice when you go up north of the cities or way west of the cities like you get towards that uh oh what what area am i thinking of if you get out towards uh it's west of glencoe wilmer yeah and then north of Wilmer to Fergus area, and then you cut across, like, Pequot Lakes. If you look on a big, like, blown-out map of the state, what will actually happen is you'll see, like, there's a belt of lakes that come from the cities, and they kind of wrap back around. And once you get in that belt, you'll see some... There's some good fish. There's some big fish. Oh, yeah. I mean, bluegills start to get tall yeah. instead of just long. It's so frustrating because I'm sitting here, I'm catching, you know, just shy of tens, and I'm like, that's good. You know, that's a huge gill for the try- cities, at and least. It's, and it's funny because, like, I'm trying to take a picture, and I, I take the picture, and I look at it, and I'm like, I'm not sharing that on Facebook. It doesn't even. I it mean, it just looks like a six inch fish. Yeah, because it's not tall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so frustrating. But a lot of that is not the anglers' faults. No, there's and nothing we can do about it. Yeah, it. A lot of it's just genetics. Yep. A lot of the city lakes do not have the genetics or the fertility of lakes out west and north. Well, I don't know about fertility because there's a 
ton of West Metro. West Metro. Yeah. But what I'm talking about fertility is is lakes that have the ability to grow those fish to be giant. And a lot of that is genetics. But fertility does come into play with that because you got bug growth. You've got water quality. And a lot of those western lakes, northern lakes, and southern, I mean, if you go down to Fairbolt, you'll start to see those gills too. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with lakes that have the fertility with the water quality because you got a lot more runoff you got a lot of farms you got a lot of flat land around it a lot of those runoff lakes whatever's running off into the lakes is producing right. something big oh because, yeah yep. i mean you'll notice even those lakes have huge pike yeah i mean and that's another thing the pike limits have also changed around here too yeah and i don't even pay attention i don't, I don't pay attention them. to it either but it is kind of nice though for guys that pickle pike because have you ever had pickle pike no it is good. I don't think I've ever. It's delicious. Let me think. I don't think I've ever actually had pike. It's delicious. In, like anyway, I've had pickled herring and pickled pickled herring and pickled pike, and it's very very good. Well, the guys that actually eat pike, they say there's not much difference between that and walleye. There really isn't. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, well. I mean, it's very good. Yeah. It is delicious. Same with that, and if you. Uh, properly clean white bass white bass is also very delicious which a lot of the south metro lakes have white bass prior is one of them which this year has been weird it's been hard finding the white bass out on prior this year but you go to like Fairbolt area mazaska mm-hmm. little tons of really nice quality white bass out there is there a trick to cleaning them or is it just you got to cut either the bloodline out or you bleed them which oh, okay. what bleeding fish is is where you cut the gills yep. and bleed them out on the ice and what that does is that bleeds them out and it gets a lot of that fishy irony irony gamey taste out of them yeah and so that's and it like you'll see it a lot on the mississippi river a lot of guys bleed out their walleyes just to get the mercury out of the fish which i'm not a huge i'm not gonna eat anything out of the river yeah (laughs) unless it's way no matter what they tell you or what people tell me and Oh, I eat fish out of the river all the time. Yeah. You go right ahead. Right. I'm good. I've seen some of the crap that's in the river. I'm not yeah. putting that stuff My, in my, my rule is kind of like if it's like an hour away from the cities, I'll start thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. But if it's within the cities it's on just, the river, it just grosses me yeah. out. Because well, hell, even lakes. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm good. I'm me. prior. I'll eat fish out of prior all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a medicine. I'll even do it there. But you get some of these lakes. Twin Lake that. Highway 100 crosses in Brooklyn Center. Yeah, that's one like I would not. Has just there, think of all the road salt that's dumped in. I was just gonna say, as the <laughs> plows are just chucking salt and chemicals and all that stuff. Well, I grew up in Brooklyn Center. Yeah, so I that's where my biggest pike came out of. Oh, really? My biggest, yeah, 42 inches. <laughs> oh, beast! That, that is a beast. It, it was actually if you're going north on 100, yeah, you go on the right side. Yep, right there. Oh wow! Right there, right outside it. There's that. There's a hole. If you look on the map, there's a big hole. And me and my yeah. dad were fishing. I was like ten, mm-hmm. real young. That's a it was giant after, it was after my. Oh yeah, it was a monster. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, can I get it mounted? And he goes, no, you already got your walleye. <laughs> Twenty six and a half, eight pounds. And Caught. you didn't mount a forty two inch pike. I don't know. How close have you come to that sense? Um, I have one that was just touching forty two. Really? Yeah. Or I'll say, well, here's I will say it's close. Okay. I didn't have a tape measure, but what I did is I laid it down in my boat. 
and, oh, yep, 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 yep. Marked it on the bench and yep. marked it because I just got a little aluminum boat. Yep. Although I'm buying a new boat. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Big news. <sighs> so I marked it. And then yep. when I got a measuring tape, we were, okay, so here's the here's the story. Yep. We're up my in-laws cabin, Cormorant Lake. <clears throat> Everybody stay off that lake. There's no fish in there anymore. I've caught them all. <laughs> Nobody go there. He ate them all. Not caught them. Yeah. Ate them all. No, I, I don't even eat fish. Um, <laughs> I, it's not that I don't like it. i just too lazy to clean and cut. So I get in the boat and I'm tooling around and I find this little cove that literally, if you've got a boat bigger than mine and we're yeah. talking 14 foot aluminum with three bench seats and a nine, nine, if anything bigger than that, you ain't getting in, <laughs> which was hilarious when the guy in the Ranger came oh, yeah. up one day I was fishing back there and I had to wave him down. Cause he was coming pretty, you know, I'm like, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, look, 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 you know, pointed down and he kind of comes up and looks and there it's, literally comes way up shallow. I mean, there's like a foot of water oh, where this geez. thing is. Like, I almost scrape bottom going through. Yeah. He just kind of looks down, looks up at me, kind of gives me the nod like, man, good for you, kid. <laughs> he turned around and left. Um, but so I was back there uh, just throwing a weedless, uh, what was it? Just a spoon, gold spoon, weedless. Jawbreaker? Close. Close. It was the Johnson's silver minnow. Silver minnow, just gold. Yep. Maybe yellow. I've got it somewhere. I think. Why still. Why don't they call it the gold minnow? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, nostalgia of the silver yeah. minnow. So I'm throwing it, and I caught, I think, a bass back there. Nothing to really brag about. And I some casting out. Yeah. And I'm bringing it back, and I can see it coming. And all of a sudden, it was like the movie Jaws, just straight up behind it, just this giant mouth just coming and just boom. And I'm like. Huh. Oh, maybe I should set the hook. <laughs> Wham! Set the hook. Got it in the boat pretty quick, and I'm like, okay. So now this is before yeah. cell phones yep. that had cameras on them. Yep. I'm like, okay. So let me see. Well, let's get back to the cabin. So I threw it, and I kept it in the net. I revived it, you know, made sure it was okay, and it was moving around. I'm like, okay, cool. So I throw it in the boat no live well <laughs> like, whatever <laughs> this is a long time ago i'm much better with fish now um and i haul butt back there it took like 10 minutes every couple minutes i'd stop put it back in the water yeah whatever and i get back to the cabin and i put it in the water in the net and i'm holding them and i'm yelling somebody get a camera somebody get an effing camera now and of course they're all they all come wandering out they're like what's up Get a camera. And I'm like, get an effing camera. And I pick the net up. And they're like, oh, my God, that's a big fish. And they're all still just kind of standing and starting to walk down towards me. I'm like, go get a damn camera. <laughs> Hello, giant fish. I want a picture, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mother, mother-in-law goes, well, I didn't bring it this weekend. <laughs> that is a buzzkill to that story. Come on. <laughs> She always, always, she lives with a camera. I mean, it's probably one under her pillow right now. Huh. Yeah. But that was the one weekend that she didn't bring a camera up. And yes, I do not let her live it down ever. Anytime. I I always. That's a giant. Always. Yeah. It's probably bigger. Well, it was, it was right around, I mean, for, you know. You hold the mouth to the side of the boat. Yeah. And you kind of take it. You mark a tail and you measure it. And it was forty-one-ish something. Okay. Blah blah. But it was it was fat too. It was a yeah. big fish. Geez, the only time I've ever even yeah. come close to flirting with forty was oh, 
Annandale, Clearwater Lake. Yeah. But we were on Augusta Lake, actually. That's got some big pike in it. Yeah. But that was out there. Yep. There's some big ones. So I've got two that are over 40 guaranteed with... That's pretty awesome. No proof. Oh, well. Fishtails told here. <laughs> so I... I Well, and here's the thing. I take that fish out of the water. I drive all the way across the lake. Basically keep suffocating it and bringing it back to life, whatever. Yep. And uh, all for nothing. Yeah. It did swim away. After I, yeah, I basically had to sit there and well, like hold the fish. Feel good. You know, hold the fish until it swam away. It took yeah. a while, but it did yep. swim away. So that's good. I was so mad. <laughs> I would have been so pissed. Oh, so, so mad. Yeah, I would have been pissed. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a camera? Yeah. yeah. And then I think camera phones came out like a couple years later. It might. No, I think it was the next year. Oh wow. Yeah. So pretty soon. After. Perfect. <laughs> like the one year. I always bring it up anytime I can. I'm like, oh, remember that time you forgot the camera and I caught that giant fish? But no, I can't prove to anybody. Yep. Thanks. Yep. That's a yeah. shot in the gut right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah. So thanks, mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, my other, I do have, do I have that on my quick, uh, no, I don't. I do have a muskie that's like 40-ish. I don't know if it was, uh, I'm trying to figure out cause we didn't measure it cause I was just kind of trying to get, nah, hold on as we're going through all my, let's see, photos. Oh, we're going to go to albums here. I'm trying to find my musky picture and we didn't measure it and I didn't, cause we didn't have a tape measure big enough yeah. to really do anything. Go did my internet go out again? No. Hello. But anyway, back to the UPL. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This weekend is Pekegama. And yeah. that's not the Pekegama Grand Rapids. That's the Pekegama just north of Rush City, I believe, or Pine City. Uh, Pine City, yep. yep. Up by there, up by uh, Wings North. Hi, Chad yes. Hughes, in case you're listening. Chad, yes. what up? Great place to go shoot some birds. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be a fun event. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. That should be big bag of the year. And it could actually break UPL records this year. Hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of the guys saying that there should be a, there could possibly be a 12 plus pound bag weighed in. And so how the bag limits work is you can keep seven bluegills, seven crappies. And then once you get your seven and seven, you can keep uh, bonus fish afterwards. Mm-hmm. So usually that's a crappie because they typically are a little bit bigger around the metro than the gills are. Well, right. yeah, it's, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Hmm. Well, I've I've talked to a couple people that have been out there this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're not joking when you say there's big fish in there. Yeah, it's it's going good yeah. right now. I got a couple waypoints. <laughs> I'll sell them to you. <laughs> no. Wait, is that legal? <laughs> no, I'm, sh- I'm sure yours are better than mine anyway. <laughs> We've got some good spots going right now. Yep. Uh, my tournament partner has been out there. I was, I mean, in Idaho the last two weeks, so I haven't been able to pre-fish. Oh yeah. Um, so and your tournament partner there. for people at home. Uh, Matt Milbrandt. Um, but he's he's got a camper on the lake, so he likes to fish that lake a lot. So you guys are going to do probably pretty darn good. I sure hope so. Yeah. It's his home lake, so who knows? Home lake curse might hit us, and we might do pretty bad. But well, I'm looking forward to it. Just tell him, don't rest on your laurels. You know? Yes. Don't be afraid to go try something new. Don't just yep. go fishing well, on memories the, all the time. That's the hard thing is, is the spots that we're fishing, everyone else is fishing. So it's going to yeah. be – it's one of those things where there's no secrets on that lake a lot of the top tournament guys know where all the good stuff is so we're going to be fishing next to people the whole time i'm guessing yeah um and so 
what we're pretty much is going to do is just take the four-wheeler to the spot and we're just going to start just grab an auger and a flasher and we're just going to drill and drill and yep. drill fish a hole drill fish a hole drill and we're just going to keep moving keep around drawing. the break yep yeah we're looking forward to it though that's cool i'm not looking forward to clear water i can tell you that right now <laughs> i am not that lake i am I, not looking forward yeah. to and you either love or you hate that lake well everyone else isn't looking Open forward to it either because you're gonna burn through all your batteries yeah because the fish on that lake at least the big big crappies yeah. i mean 12 pound bag is possible on that lake too right oh yeah there's there's big fish but yeah. you gotta find them yeah and once you find them, you got to stay on top of them because that lake, they move more than any other lake anyone's ever heard of. Panoptics. I mean, well, that's what a lot of guys are using. Yeah. Then that's, I think we have one for that tournament too because yeah. for that tournament, it's almost needed. Yeah. Because you literally have to keep staying on the school. Otherwise, you go in the wrong direction once, you're not going to find them again. Is it needed or it's is needed. it one of the, yeah, but is it one of those <laughs> things where, okay, you go out there. And you're on them, and then you're not on them. You can't find them again. It's needed that's, because that's I fishing. believe on Clearwater last year. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know you are, but on, <laughs> and I'm going to say this right now is on last year. There's a reason why I believe it's MN made banned panoptics. Yep. Because the three guys that had it, they all they all placed. Yeah. They all and every and by a large amount of weight. And, and not everybody can go afford not everyone two thousand dollars. I mean, I think we might be able locator. to borrow a friend's, but not everyone can afford that. Yeah. And I mean, eighteen hundred dollar unit it's for ice fishing. It's different for open water. A lot more people are more serious in open water. There's a lot more tournaments and there's a lot more money in open water fishing. Well, and you're already spending so much on a boat and exactly. everything else. So meh, you include it in with the prices. Right. I mean, I look at my graphs for my boat. I spend a lot of money on them. But when I go to ice fishing, you don't need that typically. But right. And you wouldn't typically need that. But now that the technology is available, yeah. why wouldn't you use that to your advantage? Well, like I've said, you know, for me, when it comes to panoptics, it's cool. Can't it deny is. it. Awesome. It's, I used it for the first time, it's really actually, cool. in Idaho. I was going to say, how'd that work out? I was blown away. Yeah. Because you could see fish from 20 feet away coming towards your bait. Yeah. And either stop and make a hard right or hard left turn or come up and just smoke it. I did catch a fish on the, that bass I caught on trout yeah. opener that was with a panoptics. Really? Yeah. Well, I, we're, we were actually leaving. I look over and I see the handle <laughs> sticking out of the out of the ice. And I go, oh, he's got panoptics. Yeah. Tell me, buddy, I'm, I'm going to go over here, check this thing out. Yeah. Go over there and. He takes it and he swings it at 360. So we were looking, you know, straight out. I will say, fishing with it, there is a very, there's a delay. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It. Yeah, and so he, he swung it all the way around, yeah. and we saw three. We'll just say maybe fish. I think one was a guy's lure behind me. Yeah. Um, but then he swung it back down to where it was just like a graph, and it was cool seeing that the fish was coming from the right side. Yep. And then having it come up. Yep. Um, but yeah, for me. Unless I'm fishing tournaments I, all the time, I couldn't justify it. It's either. useless. Yeah, or I shouldn't say useless. It's pointless. Yeah, you know, I don't. Wise. I don't mind going out and not catching a lot of fish. Yeah, because I learn. Mm -hmm. You know, if I exactly. go drill a hole, spin it three sixty, and go, all the fish are forty feet over that way. Drill a hole, catch a bunch of fish. What did I learn? Yeah, that the fish were forty feet that way, and that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I drilled in the wrong spot. Yeah, why did I drill in the wrong spot? I don't know. Mm -hmm. What's underneath those fish? Why are those fish there? Yeah. Well, and a lot of times with basins, it's just 
they're there right and then they're moving yeah and then they're moving and yeah. they're never actually sitting in one spot because that whole basin is the spot and they're just yeah looking for looking well, yeah. for food well they're mid-time summer walleyes just roaming around <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i've said it before it it's it's really cool it's a cool toy it is if you're not a tournament guy yeah, you know, and I've heard that from it. people oh, yeah. like in the industry. Oh yeah, there was a video out. The guy was some I don't know pro or whatever he was. He goes, if you're not a tournament guy, make sure you can af- like have throwaway money before you go buy it. Yeah, otherwise it's not really going to suit you because most people aren't going to even use it to its full capability anyway. Yeah, yep. If you use it right, it is worth the money. I would say if you use it right and you're actually going to fish a lot, yeah, it will help you. But at the same time, if you're fishing vertically with it and not actively searching for fish, just save the money. Yeah. I mean, there's much better things at fishing vertically than that is. Actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was just ca- because like of the, the lag. The, the, the lag, it like, I felt the fish hit before the two things he actually connected. Yeah. Which I was kind of shocked yeah the hummingbirds of xlars they don't have that no they're they're always i'll tell you what the the so just so people know yeah the hummingbirds the markhams all these graphs now like mm-hmm. the helix and whatnot are very good i've put them next to an fl 28 yep and i couldn't notice a difference yeah to the naked the, the lag is physically there is a delay gone. to the naked eye you cannot see it yeah so everything is getting to the point where it's all pretty good now yep yeah, I was, will say that because I work on Vexus. <laughs> they, yeah, no, everything it, is getting very, yeah. very good now. There used to be a delay. In yeah, graphs. about ten years ago, yeah. there was different processors in them, and I'm going to get techie here. There is different processors. Well, let's start. Let's stop um, just for a second. A graph is like what you have in your boat. Yes, where a flasher LCD. Is, yeah, LCD flasher yep. is. We'll just say fa- flashers are Vexlars. Yep, grass are hummingbirds. Yep, pretty much. Hummingbird does make the ice series thirty five, forty five, fifty five flasher, yep. but a graph is on your boat. Flashers. Yep. Whether it's a hummingbird, Markham, or whatever. Exactly. That's the round dial. So. Yep. Exactly. Get techie. And so an LCD unit, which stands for liquid crystal display, is. What, like you said, you would see it open water typically, but now they're getting more into ice fishing. Well, 10 years ago, a lot of people weren't using them for ice fishing because of the the lag, the delay, Mm -hmm. which is the processor thinking before it displays. Well, now processors, you're getting units like a Raymarine unit has a quad core processor in it, which is four giant processors on the inside of it. You'll notice it takes a lot of battery, but that's where you get your speed from and so as technology advances processors get better and better and better the delay gets almost not even noticeable like it is now so when you hear people going oh they have delays they have delays if you get a panoptics yes but that is different technology with today's graphs like hummingbirds lorances your even the markham's they're very, very similar in speed now to a flasher. Yeah. There is a delay, but to the naked eye, you cannot see it. Right. So that's... I mean, there's a delay, but it's like... Yep. It's, yeah. It's so close. It's so close. It's, it, it's, it's, it's non-existent. Tell. Yeah. It's pretty much from the point where the <clears throat> fish is on the bait to it being sucked into its mouth. Right. That's the delay. Right. <laughs> so you're expecting it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. That's your 40-inch muskie, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know how long that actually is. That's a nice muskie, though. But, yeah, that was my one. I caught it on a little Salmo Hornet. Oh. Yeah. 
We're nice. lead corn. That's bald eagle. Oh, nice. So bald eagle's got some big walleyes. Supposedly, or not? Wait, bald eagle? Yeah, bald eagle. Bald eagle doesn't have any walleyes in it. <laughs> I can't find them. I accidentally caught one. Oh, really? In a bass tournament? Yeah, Wednesday night club tournament. <laughs> And uh, it was like me. a 28-inch walleye. Like, it was a big walleye. It wasn't that's, small. That's fun. Well, <laughs> big old melon head on it. Give me those waypoints. <laughs> I can um, definitely do that. Yeah, when it comes to delay, I kind of always said, oh, if there's delay, well, you should really be looking at your rod tip at that point anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you should be. So, you know, now I did notice after going from the Helix 7 yeah. with Chirp from the Helix 7 and the Helix 5 that that delay is like completely gone yep you know main reason is they up the processor size right. when you go to the helix 7 yeah now i had to go to a lithium battery yep so i can actually get like a full day yep without turning the brightness down nearly right. as much i still only have it on like five anyway yeah you don't need it that bright no you really don't no. i have a helix 7 that i use for gps actually and i put a lithium battery in it and i have the brightness all the way up yeah and it lasts me all day. I put a... Are you, are you using the flasher, or you're using it as a fishing unit, too? Or no. just GPS? No, just GPS. Oh, yeah. And that's for the wheeler, so I can mark spots. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm using the 28, and actually I have a 28 RAM mounted to a Gens box with a Helix 7 on it. It's pretty badass. So wait, you get your, your Helix 7 on a Gens box, yeah, let me and then the RAM the mount coming off of that with a, with a flasher. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. It's oh, like Transformers. It's, it's pretty rad. Let's see here. Um, That's funny. But anyway, um, so yeah, when you're looking at, you know, ice units, don't let anybody tell you about the lag when it comes to graphs versus flashers. They're all, it, it's... Everything's getting to a point where it's good now. Yeah, they're all great. I mean, really. I don't know if we'll be able to find this. Probably not. You'll take one look at it and you'll be like, What? You have, to, you have to send it to me so I can put it on the video one. <laughs> I will definitely send it to you. But this is the unit that I use for... Uh, where is it? I don't know. It's your phone. I'll find it. Okay. Meanwhile, I'll just keep talking about yep, stuff. Just keep talking. I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I don't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> nope. I'm just going to sit here complaining about... Uh, me my uh, no, my mother-in-law. Not Your mother-in-law a, not having a camera with her that day. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was it was funny. It was just like, are you kidding me? The one day. I'll take a picture day. of it and I'll send it to you. The though. one day. Oh. Okay, your transformers. Yeah. More than meets the eye. <laughs> yep. Um. So what does uh, anything coming down the pipeline at uh, Vexler um, that you can that you can talk about that I can talk about. Next year's our 60th. 60th anniversary? Yes. So we Congratulations. Are you look great for 60. Oh, I know, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> looking pretty. Um, we'll have some new stuff for next year. Um, mostly it's just clothing and stuff like that. Oh, Nothing okay. too special. Um, but can't really talk too much about yeah. what we got in plan for the years following. But we got some stuff. You got some stuff done, coming yep, down the pipeline? We got stuff that we're working on. Cool. So we're it's always working on new things, testing it, seeing if it's worthwhile or not worthwhile. Yeah. We're always doing stuff with that. So we got some stuff coming. Nice. But uh, I'm not sure what exactly we're going to be launching for next year yet. We haven't. This right now is when we decide. So yeah. we haven't quite decided 
just yet on what we're gonna do um but we do have stuff coming out do you guys still make that camera uh fish scout yeah yep Okay. Yep, we still With got the, the, the dual scout. pack where you get the no, camera. No, that's a double vision. Oh, okay. That more we, double vision? That we got rid of. <laughs> that thing was so big. Oh, my gosh. It's like 20 pounds. <laughs> no one bought it. No. Then, yeah, it's a it great came idea. Out, well, here's the deal. It came out. You want to know why it didn't survive? It came yeah. out too early. Yeah. If it came out now where you could put lithium batteries in it. It would still be 15 pounds. It would be heavy, <laughs> but still, you might yeah. move a couple more. It, it would help, yeah. but it... A lot of people just you're it's hard for me even to sell them yeah and the reason for that is is because one you're gonna want to have them separate just because you're not always going to use a camera right. you're not always going to use a flasher which you usually would always use a flasher Wait. but if you're with kids oh yeah they love looking at the camera yep so for me i like having them completely separate that a lot less weight it is more to lug around technically because instead of one piece is two pieces. Yeah. And you have to find room to put them both. But you can also then have them in different positions. You can then show someone, oh, here's a camera. Instead of lugging your whole double vision and turning it around saying, hey, look at this. <laughs> and the with, other, I've only fished with one person that's ever had it. Oh, really? Yeah. They're heavy. <laughs> and he told me, he goes, I never really used the camera. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm like, why'd you buy it? He's like, I thought I thought it was kind of neat. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought I'd use the camera. Never yeah. used the camera. <laughs> yeah. Well, trust me. That's why most of the people that do buy them end up separating them. Yeah. Well, he kept it in his wheelhouse. That was just his wheelhouse thing. Oh, yeah. A lot. So it's like, great yeah. for guys in permanent ice houses. Yep. But he still didn't even use the camera. Yeah. I'm like, which. Well, sell it. Yeah. Kind of defeats a single, the purpose. But, yeah. Which, which unit came on that? Or could yeah. you get any other units? Well, it was set up for either the eight or the eighteen or the twelve or the twenty, um, but most of them came with twenties. Okay, um, and they actually came with a tri-beam transducer, which is a horrible deucer. We had tons of issues with that transducer. If you have one and it's not the new style and it says Vexlar tri-beam on the puck, send it to me. I'll get you a new deucer. Still, we okay. still do that. Okay, they're horrible. So if you have an old tri-beam. With a red, I'll send you a picture of it okay. with a red ring around it. Okay. You have to send it into us because it's defective or will be defective. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. We had a lot of issues. That was about five or six years ago, and I still do like four or five a day at really? least. What's, what was the issue with them? Oh, the manufacturer. <laughs> what used, wasn't the issue? Oh, with my them, gosh. Apparently. <laughs> that red ring would crack, actually, because they used a bad potting material. Oh. And you would have a really wide zero mark, lack of sensitivity, a ton of interference, couldn't see your jig or whatever. Oh, just horrible. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Nightmare. I'd still deal with it every single day. Really? Every day. I suppose. And we haven't sold them in five years, six years. So yeah. you know, well, how many six did, or seven years? Yeah, ago. but how many did you sell? And then they're not all going to break right a away. A lot. Yeah, most of them did break pretty soon, but people just kept using them. <laughs> Why didn't I catch any fish? Because you got a broken transducer, dummy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you think people would? Oh my gosh, you would be shocked at the, some of the stuff that comes into the service. Room. I will guarantee you, I wouldn't be shocked by any of it. You would be. I doubt it. I know how dumb people are. True. Sometimes. Yeah. You'd, seven out of ten, man. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Yeah, well, for it's those more of like you don't five out of five <laughs> for us. I mean, it's it's bad. I mean, we get it. Hey, they love the their customers at Vexlar. We love our customers, but please take better care of your stuff. Yes. You well, spend money on it. Treat it like you spent money on it because we get guys. It looks like they drove it down a gravel road going 50. Oh, yeah. And just left it open. 
not even covered or anything because it is caked with dirt and it's like you can't even see the screen well and how does that happen when you're on a on a lake well North Dakota and South Dakota oh, you got gravel roads everywhere yeah, and every, well it's just dust it's in the there. and people toss them in the back of their trucks yeah yeah please take better care of your stuff yeah I'd appreciate it a lot. It make my job a lot well, easier. Hey, here, here's a question: What are some general maintenance tips for sonars? If it's not working, check your battery. If you think your battery is good, check your battery again. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, because yeah, that's it's, it's almost I, always a battery issue. And you know what I love is when a new unit will come out, like you know the Helix or the Twenty Eight or yep. whatever, and something will be goofy, and people, are like, oh, I knew it was gonna be a piece of shit. And then like some some guy goes. Check your battery, put a new battery in there, and if you don't have a new battery, go to the store, put a new battery up to it, and see if it works. And it nine times works. out of ten, guess what? It was the battery. Yep. Yeah. And that's usually all it is. Yeah. And people don't realize that, oh, I mean, I put my unit was working last year, but it's not working. That, well, did you charge the battery in the off-season? Right. No. Yeah. And it, that's people don't realize you're supposed to charge the battery every 30 to 60 days. Otherwise, it'll self-discharge and start to sulfate. And sulfation of a battery is where those lead plates can't take that charge anymore. No, that's just on a lead battery. On a lead acid battery. Lithium yep. batteries, completely different charging right. routines and maintenance routines. But I go about every, you know, like in the summertime, I typically do it around my birthday because it's in July. Yep. And for some reason, I just remember, oh, maybe I should do some charging the batteries. I birthday. go to them. Fishing. Well, <laughs> you never know. I might go ice fishing in July. Yep. I try. Dave Gans always goes ice fishing. He's got the holy boat. The holy boat. Does he still have that? Yeah. (laughs) Goofy. Just goofy. (laughs) I gave him crap about it one time. I go, really, Dave? He's like, I just love ice fishing. (laughs) Like, but uh, holes in. Okay, Dave. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like my ion batteries, like Mm -hmm. I went hit the button three bars all the way across. Yep. Haven't used them in four months. Yep. So yeah, lithium's a different charging routine, and we're still. Trying to figure out, should you drain them all the way out? What we figured out is no. You just charge them as you use them. And the weird thing with lithium, lithium batteries typically have circuitry inside them. And so they're a circuit board, a little circuit board inside that regulates. And so you'll notice some batteries shut off at different voltages. Mm -hmm. And so they don't actually drain them completely dead. And I think that's almost like a safety thing for them. Right. But... There's so many different lithium batteries out there, little different compound, chemical compounds that make up a lithium battery. So charging routines are pretty special. And you look, so just for heads up, if you buy a lithium battery, one, first off, buy the charger from the brand lithium battery that you bought. Best thing to do because their charger is designed for their battery. Yeah, I bought, um, I have a Dakota battery. Yep. And I've just been using the whatever. Dakotas are great batteries. You know, I've been using the just the Humminbird battery yep. charger that came with my bird, right? Yep. Not a lithium one. I was at the ice show, stopped by the Energized Outdoors booth, another lithium battery company. Yep. And he told me some stuff that was crazy yep. about batteries, this, that, and the other, and the Markham shuttle, and Dakota lithium, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes, yeah, and there's a, you know, the, he started talking about the charger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll probably have to pick one of those up, kind of like, man, whatever, fine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, if you want one, I'll give you a couple bucks off. I'm like, okay, fine, bought it. After a, Here's what I found was amazing about this mm-hmm. this charger. Full day of use, I plug it in. It seems like 15 minutes later, it's done charging. Yeah. They it's charge fast. so fast. Yep. And I'm like, well, that's awesome because mm-hmm. if I go fishing 
and it goes dead, I know I can just go plug, you know, go into my truck, hook it up to the inverter, plug run my in. truck for 20 minutes, which take a break. everyone should get if you're an ice fisherman. Yeah. Get an inverter. Yes. Or if you use like a DeWalt or Milwaukee for a, a, a ice drill. Yeah. Each brand sells inverters for charging their batteries get one it's worth it you will be very happy you did so because when you're out on the ice and you run out of battery whether it's one of those or a vex battery a hummingbird lithium battery whatever get an inverter Mm -hmm. it'll make your day much better yeah you'll be out of fishing for 20 minutes to an hour yeah but it's better than the rest of the day it's better than the rest of the day (laughs) yep like that's a great piece that most people don't do yeah but i was just shocked on how fast no it might it has a little fan in it i wish I don't know if I have it around here somewhere or not. No, yeah, it's in my, a lot it's in my stuff truck in here, so you should have it around here somewhere. Nah, it's in my truck in the bin, oh. ice fishing bin. I don't have that much stuff. I got a decent. It's amount. Just some box. Those are all the boxes. All this crap. You got some good camera hats. Gear. Yeah, camo. I got the second. You have camera. a camo camera. I have a camo. Oh, the camo camera. Camera camera. Yeah, my camo. Yeah, camo camera is yeah. looking good. Yeah, I like it's it. Whatever. Is that a real tree? Uh, I don't know. That's how I got it. I bought it from a guy. (laughs) Yeah. And then I found another one. Same one. The AX2000. I'm like, sure, that's a good deal. I'll buy that one too. Why? I don't know. (laughs) So now I have two of them. And I don't use, I use that damn thing. And then (laughs) I bought a second one of those, the Sony AX33s. Yep. They're fantastic. 4K. Which is, we're shooting in right now. Can you notice the difference? No. See this? 4K. (laughs) (laughs) You can see the pores on his face. <laughs> uh-huh. Scary. Aren't they looking just porous? But don't bump. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but is there any maintenance to a sonar? Other Not than really. On the old ones that have brushes, <coughs> for yep. flashers at least, the old ones that have brushes, typically... I mean, they last for a really long time. If you don't use it a whole lot, if you use it maybe once a week or so, every 10 years, send it into us. We'll clean it up if it's a Vexar. <laughs> we don't just do every brand. Don't send your birds in. <laughs> Fine. You, Whatever. I have had people bring binoculars into us. Binoculars? Had, yep. I've had people bring- What would they bring you binoculars? Multiple different hummingbirds, multiple different Lorances, um, digital scales, um, they just think we fix all electronics. Binoculars, like the things you look through? Yep. I, that was the weird one. That was the weirdest one someone's brought in for doesn't me to doesn't make a look any at, sense at all. I was, I'm not even going to look at this. I don't even know <laughs> like, anything what? about this. Like, thanks for the free pair of binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. They, no, people brought it in because we allow people to actually oh, come right. yeah, to yeah, our yeah, store yeah. and yeah. drop stuff off mm-hmm. um, along with sending it in too. So if you don't have time to... Yeah drop things off you can always send it into us and we'll take a look at it um but typically the best or i'd say every 10 years if you're going like once a week or a couple times a winter um it's good just to bring it in have us take a look at it or send it into us um otherwise if you're going out multiple times a week five times a week three times a week if you're going out and using it a lot or even using it open water as well Every five years would not be a bad idea just to give it a good cleaning because yeah. it can brighten the lights up. Um, but with the brushless units that are out nowadays, very, very little maintenance. The only thing that really you have to pay attention to is if you're beating up your transducer, it will become weak over time. Replacing that deucer is not a bad thing to look at because getting the best signal strength will help your performance out on the water. It'll help you see more mm-hmm. of what's going on. And so 
making sure your transducer isn't beat up is one thing, but then battery, 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 yeah. battery. The, yeah. the, with every brand unit out there, battery maintenance will make or break your fishing day. Okay. So always paying attention to if you're charging your batteries or not is huge. Yeah. But really, there's not a whole lot of maintenance. Um, also, one thing I want to say, if you see guys or if you just for open water, because it is coming up, you might see a deal on like a demo unit from like let's say cabela's or anything like that do not buy them <laughs> do really? not really yep because what happens is there's so many hours on that backlight oh, they're running 24 7 yeah 65 and it's going to burn it into the lcd screen yep they have two issues that i have noticed first overheating problems because they wear out the fan that's in the inside of them the fan mm-hmm. is powered by a little motor the other thing the backlight and that's where you get the burning issue okay. and backlight can be that can easily be replaced and i know hummingbird has a very good service program um but that's time without your units so right i'd avoid even though it seems like a great deal and you save some money although although if you typically mm-hmm. if you buy an open box yep and something goes wrong you get to take it back there that is, and they'll give you a brand is, new unit. That is nice. Now, I don't know how long you have. Yeah. If it's within that means, 90 days or yeah. a year. And then after that, then they got to send it to you and then you're paying for it. So Yeah, exactly. So just. But that's good to know. Yeah. Just be wary about buying display units. And that's even with a Vexlar unit or anything like that as well. Yeah. Because you don't know how long it's been ran for. So if you buy a display unit, if it's a Vexlar, you can well, send it in. On a Hummingbird, by the way, you can tell. Just so you know, <laughs> I think I thought they had it on there. What? That how many like hours it runs? It's run. I think so. Uh, oh, yep, they do. They do have the hour count on yeah. there. Yeah. Yep, yep. So work do. on that Vexlar. <laughs> Let's go Vexlar. Well, they run for so many years. That's right. Why they don't it doesn't need matter. It. <laughs> yeah. But no, if you buy an older unit and you're worried about it, you can always send it into us. We can get a good judge if it's a brushed unit. Otherwise, if it's a brushless unit, we can kind of tell by the motor if it's loud or not. Um, we can see how much life it's got left yeah. on it. But yeah, we'll take a look at it. And you guys are down in Bloomington, right? Yep. We're down in Bloomington on, on Old Shakopee Road and Hampshire Avenue. Were you guys in New Hope Mm-mm. at one point? No, nope. oh. Markham. Oh, okay. Markham's in New Hope. Uh, it's either Plymouth or New Hope. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in New Hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. That's closer, where, closer that's to my play, my house here. So it is close. Mm-hmm. That's the nice thing about so ice I'll just go with companies. Markham. I'll just go with Markham before I go with Vexlar because they're close. You're already with Hummingbird. I'm what not even t- with Hummingbird, but you like Hummingbird. I'm a free agent. You're a free agent. Can I be in your pro staff? <laughs> I don't want to draft. I hate getting it. I in avoid the, fantasy fishing. I avoid fantasy fishing. I avoid fantasy football. There's apparently fantasy hockey now. It's hilarious. I do not like any Always of that fantasy, stuff. Everything. Oh, it's a fantasy headache. NASCAR. I have to pay attention to players. I have to pay attention to anglers. Dude, there's fantasy Bassmaster. I know. Yeah. I used to do it for years. Yeah, you said fantasy fishing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, did you really? Yep. Did you ever get any good at it? I want a hat from the FLW fantasy fishing. Oh, nice. Yep. Just a hat. Do you still have the hat? No, I lost it on Sylvia Twin in a tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I've lost a lot of hats. This went flying off the old dome, yeah. Yeah. I lost one on the river. I was mad as hell. I stuck my head above the I glass. I lost a koozie on the river. I was pissed about that. Well, was there a beer in the koozie? No. Oh, then it was just a pop. A I was I was like oh. 12. Oh. There could have been a beer in it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my dad did to me. Well, look at you. Yeah, I know. Did something wrong? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got slammed in the car door apparently too many times. They just dropped me out of the car, period. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> yeah, just pushed me out the door. Bye. Yep, see ya. Rolling Have fun. Dumb. Hey, let's see how many times Doug can bounce on the road. Six. Oh, <laughs> you counted. Yes. One. Oh, two. Oh. It's All gotten right. less as I've gotten bigger. <laughs> no, it's going to flop out. No, it's just, just a roll. thud. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, but anyway. yeah. Battery maintenance, that's the biggest thing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Just charge your batteries, people. Yeah. It's not that hard. You charge your cell phone? It's not. Charge your vaccine. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm the guy that scrambles the day before. Like, oh, crap. That's <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's but, me, too. Tonight, but, when but I'm going to go home. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. What? It takes me 20 minutes to charge it up now. True. Yeah. That is very true. Lithium battery. Yep. Lithium charger. Yep. Exactly. I got mine from Energized Outdoors. Yep. And they do work on Dakota Lithium. Don't worry about it because at the show, Dakota Lithium ran out of their chargers and they were getting them from Energized to sell them back to people. Perfect. So it's just a lithium charger, whatever. Yep. yep. It's loud as hell, that fan in there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear it upstairs. Like, I charge it down here and you can hear it upstairs. Yep. But then it's like, oh, 15 minutes later, it's done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The charging batteries is that's actually what I'm gonna do when I get home. Good job. I have to I have a lot of DeWalt and Milwaukee batteries to charge for this weekend. Now what are you using for auger? K drill or are you yep. using K-drill. lasers? K drills? Yep. Okay. K-drills. Well, why did yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well Yeah. We own K drill. It's the same they're two different companies, AWC distributing and Vexlar, but we're in the same building, same owner, same people, same everything yeah we build the cajuls at vex um build them by hand uh they're they're awesome augers i've been gas free now for six years and i will say if you drill a lot of holes or if you're a tournament fisherman more and more batteries the batteries have gotten bigger and bigger now they have 12 amp batteries for both milwaukee and uh, dewalt now so those 12 amp batteries you get over 2,000 inches of ice out of each one. So really? You get a lot of wait, holes. Wait, 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 wait. 2,000 inches of ice. 2,000 inches of ice mm-hmm. with what size hole? Uh, that's either a six or an eight with the cage roll. There, you get about two hole to three hole difference. That being said, if you have dull blades, yeah. you'll get a much bigger difference. Right. So, wait. So, if I'm using the Milwaukee or whatever 12 yep. amp battery. Yep. The high demand and with a K drill six inch or yep. eight inch, you'll get over two thousand. I'm getting two thousand inches of ice just out of that one battery. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Interesting. That battery is about double the weight of the five amp battery, so yeah. it's, it's about, still light though. It's about twelve pounds for that auger setup instead of nine. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, they're they're. Oh my gosh. And we have extensions, save your back. I actually, that's one thing a lot of people don't do. Always use an extension. And the reason for that is, is I hate bending over. Right. I, I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. That could be taken in a weird way, (laughs) but, 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 but it's way easier on your back. Even if there's five or 10 inches of ice, Oh, I don't need an extension where you're still down here. Yeah. You're still bending over. Yeah. You're still bending over. Yeah. Having it up here and just going like this is much easier than right. going like that. I mean, with your back. Well, it's like the ion. 
Yeah. You know, the ion, it comes it's with short. a 12 inch extension. And that's super it, nice. Yeah. It's short. It's like, well, I just put mine right on yeah. right away. I'm like, I'm not starting out bent over. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the one thing I didn't no understand and understand why they did that. I yeah. don't understand it. I have no idea why they made it so short either. No. It makes zero sense to me. Maybe for storage. I don't no, know. Cause the case that they make, yeah. The bag that they make for it. Does it not fit the extension? It fits the 12 inch extension. Perfect. Oh, really? Yeah. Perfect. Well, I don't know. Heck? I have no idea why they just didn't make it 12 inches longer. Yeah. Because the bag is made for it to be fully extended. You know, it's that length. Perfect. Fits it perfect. I don't know why. No, I don't even know why we made ours that short. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why we made yeah. ours that short. But um, it is it is super nice. Um, just I had no idea lightweight. you could get that much ice out of <laughs> yeah. a K-drill. Yeah. Because I think what? My eye and they say sixteen hundred inches yeah, of 1600. ice. Yeah, which is a lot of ice if you think about it. That well, covers, it is. I mean, covers a lot of people it's most days. Eighty holes through twenty inches of ice. Yep, that's a lot of frick. I mean, most people won't burn through that in yeah. a weekend. Yep. I burned through it in a day once. That was the first day I brought it on the ice. And I just started punching holes. <laughs> I just punching holes. I'm like, this is awesome. Lightweight, yep. easy. Boom, boom, boom. I yep. know, threw a battery in a day. Yep. But I was unnecessarily like drilling holes everywhere. And you'd be I surprised. got to the point where I was drilling holes next to holes. I have, let's see here. I have three 9-amp Milwaukee's. I have that 12-amp Milwaukee. And then I have three or four. I have four 5-amp Milwaukee's. And then I got... The six amp flex volt batteries for DeWalt, which is I have two of those, and I have two nine amp flex volt batteries, and I'll go through half of those in a day. Yeah, when we're pre fishing, that's or, a lot of holes. Jesus. Yeah. Well, when we're fishing weed flats, it's typically every five foot is a hole. Well, yeah, because you're trying to find those seams and pockets. In the seams and, holes, and pockets. Yeah. So you you need to you're covering a lot. Yeah, yeah and over a hundred and fifty yard weed flat. You drill a lot of holes. Oh, yeah. Well, same thing is for tournament ice fishing as well, too. You're drilling a ton of holes. But You're drilling one, until you find the fish, and that exactly. could be eight hours of drilling until you find the fish, and then all of a sudden, boom, there they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, one really cool thing is uh, when we won the Chisago tournament earlier this year, we actually got three-inch scouting augers. Yeah, we Lanky talked about those. Yeah. From Russia? From Russia. Yeah. Those, and so yeah. Milbrandt and I each got one Did for you? winning. I put mine on a clam plate with my DeWalt. Holy crap, this thing zips. Let me see. Yeah, if you got a video, I, I got a see video. video. I'll have to sh- send it to you. We had some. Are they fig- Do they know how long these drills themselves, the Milwaukee's or the DeWalt's, are actually lasting, holding up? It depends. Um, if you're. See, now, I've had mixed experiences with both the brands. I do a lot of the drill testing, actually. Um, at Vex, I do a lot of our Milwaukee DeWalt drill testing. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten to test Makita's, Rigid's. Um, trying to think, those are the two other brands that we've tested besides Milwaukee and DeWalt. And there's multiple different Milwaukee and DeWalt bat- ones that work well, mm-hmm. and there's multiple that don't work at all, where okay. you will burn them up. Yeah. Um, now. I've I blew up my DeWalt last year. That was a I only had it for that year, and that I drilled a lot of holes with it, a lot more than most people do. But when I got the new the DeWalt, they replaced it with because warranties with Milwaukee and DeWalt are awesome. 
Um, but the drill that they replaced it just with. Just don't tell them you drill an ice fish. You know, <laughs> no, <nice>. they're, we <laughs> have them come into our shop all the time. So yeah, they know what they know we're what's doing. up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I didn't have, I haven't had any issues with that one yet. It's been flawless. So I'm thinking it's really hit but or But you've just used that this year though so far. And the end of last year. Okay. And but I, I mean, is it one of those things where our drills lasting really only like a year? Or you can you get I'm on, two, three, four, well, I'm five on Milwaukee, years out of a drill? I'm on a Milwaukee that I've had now for three years. Um, but usually, if you're drilling a lot of holes, you might burn them up. They're okay. getting better and better, though I will yeah. say. Um, but you do have a shot at burning them up. But that being said, there's a five year no questions asked warranty with Milwaukee. Oh, okay. DeWalt, I believe it's just a one year. Okay. Milwaukee's got a five-year on the drill, three-year on the battery. Um, and if anything happens to them, they replace it or they fix it. Okay. Usually, they just replace it with a brand-new drill, which so is So, if awesome. you're going to get one, probably just go to Milwaukee just yeah. for that reason alone. For that reason alone, Because I'm huge. guessing more than likely it's not going to last that five years. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. If you're – I mean, especially if you use it in the off-season as well, too. Yeah. But that being said – I'm on my 2703, which was last year's version of the M18 fuel drill. That one, it's been kick-ass. It's been yeah. running and running and running for me for a while now. The uh, the 2803 is the new one they just released. That one's been good, too. Mm. Um, but then I've tried also, I had the whole hog. The whole hog? Which is a huge right-angle drill. What? Yeah, it's really? sweet. It's sweet. Look it I'll, up. I'll look it up. Yeah. Or the Super Hog. Excuse me. It's the Super, super hog. hog. Yep. Milwaukee Super Hog. Is that the um... right angle drill? Oh, okay. There's also the mud mixer. Yeah, the mud mixer. That's what I'm we thinking. We do not recommend the mud mixer. Or I have heard hog. that's not very good. Yeah, it is okay. not. So what am I some up? people swear by it. Some people love it. Um, super hog. Yep, super hog. Super hog. Yep, perfect. That's it. Huh. Interesting. And so the reason why we don't recommend the super or the mud mixer is because the mud mixer has a different circuitry than the regular hand drills. And what actually happens is it's got a on-off. Pretty much it's like an on-off sensor. It's a heat sensor. And it shuts off very, very fast. So in thick ice, you'll get 10 holes out of it, and then it'll start start uh, shutting off on you. Oh, While yeah. While you're drilling, yeah, it'll yeah, stop yeah. because it's yeah. getting too hot. Yeah. When really, if you have the regular drill, it'll just... Just keep going. Keep going. Hmm. So if you're going to get one... Get either the 2703 or the 2803 Milwaukee. Okay. They're awesome drills. They work very, very well. I've had two issues with the Milwaukee's. One being, um, let's see here. First one was the trigger went out in one because I was I just drilled so many holes. I guess the trigger went right. out. But I have one that's old. I have one that. <laughs> yeah. I have one that's older than it, though, okay. and it hasn't worn out. Yeah. So it was just a fluky thing, but they gave me a brand new drill. Hmm. And we're not affiliated with these companies whatsoever, so we don't even get a deal on these drills. We just right. we have to buy them full yeah. price like everyone else does. I'm kind of surprised they don't at least hook you guys up because They're, you're selling a product that's selling them more products. You know? They don't recognize it. 
Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. We've gone over and over with him, but yeah, yeah, it's weird. You go look. This is how many units we sell. They got to hook it up to something. But yeah, but no, I still got. I mean, the first two Milwaukee's I got like <clears throat> six years ago. Still, still, still kicking, still kicking, working great. Hmm. I actually gave them to my dad now because I just bought newer ones. I think I'm gonna, cause I, cause I know a guy there. <laughs> And uh, I think if you I'm a, need one, let me know. I think I'm gonna pick up a six inch. Or if you want to try one out, I mean, the I've s- used them before. Oh, okay. Perfect. But I think I'm gonna pick up the six inch and then um, put it on my iron. Don't. No. No. Why? The reason for that is the ion spins at about 190 RPMs. Okay. That is very slow. The auger will get stuck oh, with the okay. double with the double chipper style blade. Good to know. If you're gonna use a K drill, yeah, they work on gas augers, but gas augers spin at about 25 or. Uh, 250 rpms and that is also very very slow the reason why we recommend the drills is the high rpms they spin at they spin faster okay yeah at low speed which you're supposed to use the low speed settings on them otherwise if you have it in the high speed it's too much torque and the drill just stops oh okay. um, yep, yep, but if yep. you have it in the low speed on the milwaukee it's about 550 rpms that's double the that's, gas auger that's speed cooking, yeah. not only that but they have eight or 1200 pounds of torque which is more torque than the gas augers have too. So it powers it much, much better. And it, when it's spinning fast like that, it doesn't give it a chance to get stuck. Damn, so now we got to get a drill. <laughs> <laughs> the drills are <sighs> like 300 bucks. 250 bucks for the 27 or the 2803. What's which the is most the expensive one? Because that's the one I'll buy. That's the one you want. Is oh, okay. the 20, that's the one I use. Okay. Is the 2803 okay. or the DeWalt. 991 or dcd 991 p2 okay the dewalt works great as well but it doesn't have as good of warranty yeah i'm gonna get the good warranty because yeah yeah good warranty is huge right. warranty is everything with no matter what you well, buy no matter what it is period yeah any of this stuff yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. warranty is i right. mean it just saves you from having to spend more money yeah so i've heard a myth that if my k-drill blades go dull i send them in and you guys do it for free yep Lifetime resharpening for, on forever. the blades. Yep. Lifetime oh, resharpening yeah. on the blades. And um, if they get to a point where you can't resharpen them anymore, you have to buy a new Then you set. buy a new okay. Yep. So um, you can sharpen them two to three times before they get too short. Okay. And you would have to buy a new set of blades. But it's good always to buy a new set, anyways, and mm-hmm. have them because you can then just swap them, send them into us. It takes about two to three weeks to get them back. Sometimes, uh, like holiday season this year, we were backed yeah. up to four and a half weeks. It don't and, wait. Do it in the off season. Well, you that know. being said, you can't always control it. You drill into stumps. Yeah. You drill into random things. Well, I know I drilled that, into the dirt a couple weeks ago. So We're too shallow. Well, there is a point <laughs> that wasn't on the map, and Navionics, it's a guideline. Just being said, it's a guideline. It's a guideline? That's all Navionics is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't well, well, 100% trust... Well, and not, Some lakes are not more just Navionics. Yeah. I'm not affiliated with anybody. I use Navionics. Just, yep. just what I started with, but whatever. Some lakes are better Navionics. Some lakes are better Lake Master. I have no clue yep. about Garmin's mapping yet. I've, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that's why they bought Navionics. Yep. Because I heard that wasn't great, but I yeah. firsthand, I don't know. They also didn't so, give you many lakes, too. But yeah. Oh, they yeah. changed a lot of stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah. That so if you have the option, pick up one of each. Trust your sonar yeah. device. <laughs> Trust the sonar. Yep. The sonar yep. will tell you how deep it is 
right 100 percent of the time your maps will not <laughs> because right. your maps they don't they don't affect water level offset they don't come into contact with I mean, some of them are even just DNR maps filled in. It's really funny. Yeah. I mean, some of the lake maps, oh, there's one-foot contours. No, you really just made rings that match the five-foot DNR contours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how half the lakes yeah. are. But yeah. that being said, there's more users out there for Navionics. There's more users out there for Lake Master and for their, uh, or their chart select. And there's more people logging sonar data out there on the industry than there ever has been right. so a lot of companies take that sonar data whether it's provided or not sometimes with updates companies just take the, the lake map logs and make them public yeah and that's their right to do obviously yeah. but yeah because as a pro staffer for like navionics you have to put in so many hours or whatever it is yeah. of actually mapping these lakes because now that we have the ability to yep which i am gonna be just in love with with my new setup you'll like it oh yeah i'll yep. tell you what i'm actually getting on my boat in a minute here mm-hmm. um we can you can actually go up make your own your own maps now mm-hmm. so these staffers they've actually got to go out map and then send that info in to Navionics, mm-hmm. and then Navionics puts it out. Yep. Yeah, which is so they're huge. getting it's getting better. And Lawrence has Insight. Okay, which is their their own version of thing. Navionics plus yeah. mapping, and then or sonar charts, and yeah. then uh, Lake Master or Hummingbird has Chart Select. And they well, they call it something else. Well, there's well Auto Chart Live. Auto Chart Live. That's what it is. Well, Auto Chart Live is the Hummingbird. Yep, that's with Lake Master, which maps. is with Lake Master. Yeah. Yep, and Navionics is Sonar Charts. Sonar Charts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So actually, when you're when you plug in that one thing I've learned is when you plug in that card, or mm-hmm. even if you're on the Navionics app. Get off of the Navionics and go to Sonar Charts. Yes. <laughs> Somebody told when they when they first taught me about that a few years ago or whatever, I was like, oh my god! It yeah. goes from like five foot contours to holy shit! There's a lot of structure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it it's a huge difference. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> I know my boat. This last year, I started doing a lot of mapping. So on my boat, how I have it set up is I have two iPads mounted one's in dash on my console and then one's up front that i use the vexlar sonar phone with which is actually not bad it's really actually a pretty high quality sonar itself but you can split screen it with navionics oh really and make your own lake map live and it's 175 bucks it's cheap it's a nice sonar for Hmm. people just to have and to make your own lake maps on possibly on map lake if you have one um but I have that one on the bow and then one in back. And I also have a flasher on the bow too, just for video game fishing. But then I have my video game fishing. Yeah. Nice fishing in the summer. Yep. Pretty much. Dave Gens. Dave Gens. Hey Dave. Hey Dave. Um, But then for my big units, I have a Solix 15 at the console and a Solix 15 at the bow. How many batteries you got in your boat, buddy? Four. Jeez. I should have five. They drain, dude. Yeah. That's 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 why I didn't go with them. That's the one thing I am very, I will say, I'm very disappointed yep. with my Solixes. And the only reason why I am is the battery draw. Yep. They take over double the amount of battery as your regular Helix units yep. take. I mean, it is unbelievable how yeah. much juice they sell. Well, we were talking to, um, oh, what's his name? I, I always blank when we were at Gander about that. 
That's why he took one, at least one or two of his helixes off. The old guy. Oh. Um, I'm names. I fished bass tournaments against him forever. Yeah, it's names. Yeah, but yeah, he was talking about that. Yeah, but that's one of because I was like, okay, so what's the difference between this and that? And they go, well, touchscreen on the Solex, which would be nice. I will say there is a lot of benefits to the Solex over my Helixes. Yeah, but I don't want to have to spend way too much on these super. They are very expensive. Yeah. Um, the battery draw is a huge downside to them, yeah. but I will say the user interface is unreal on the Solixes. I love them. And now they changed them again. They made them even better with the Gen 2 Solixes. Oh, really? um, it It's impressive. Hmm. It is very impressive. The user interface that they have, um, what else? There's also the side imaging I feel like is better looking on the Solixes. Just, oh, than the Helix? Yep. Yeah. And so I've used both. Um, and the other thing is it's, it is very responsive. But the nice thing is, is I can actually look back on my side imaging, whereas the Helix says you can't. Hmm. That's one thing to look at. And so if I pass something, I don't have to go over it a yeah. hundred times. I can yeah. go over it and then I can look but back. But you and, can stop a, a Helix screen. Yep, you can. So you can, if you see something, you go, oh, okay, boom. But then everything you've gone over since then. Yeah, it doesn't show. Doesn't yeah. show. So the other thing is, if there's too much on your screen at once. Well, I wonder if they've changed it on the third gen. They it's might coming have. Out. I don't know. It it's, is. It's not even out yet. It is. I, you I know what's going to be cool, though? Is you can buy them now, though. Tell you what, I'll find out, because that's what's going on in my boat. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What do you got going? Helix Gen 3. 12. 12. Yeah, Helix 12 Mega Chirp. Nice. SI plus. Nice. Yeah. GN three. If I can get a GN three, otherwise I'll go Gen Gen two. Whatever. Right now I'm at the debate if I'm gonna put one more unit on the bow, and or not put another unit on the bow. I have the option to do. I'm gonna wire it for a unit on the bow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tiller. Tiller. Okay. So. You know, I'd put a unit on the bow then because fishing on the bow is important. Well, if I'm bass fishing. I do it walleye fishing. I do it. Yeah, I don't do much walleye fishing up front, though. But here's the thing. I don't know really what my style of walleye fishing is, really. Because I've been a a, a, a co-angler in somebody else's boat. Well, I will say keep the option open. Well, I'm going to wire it. Yep. And even if anything, I'll just get like a seven-inch head unit and just throw it up there for depth. Um, But yeah, I'm going uh, the the Helix 12 Mega Chirp Blob. Here, yep. fucking three thousand dollars. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. My boat is only twenty grand, twenty three after tax, title license, did it, and then it ends up twenty eight because of. And then it ends up thirty because you're gonna get wave whackers, and you already know it. Well, eventually, yep. but uh, so that helix is gonna be hooked up to an Ultrex, mm-hmm. and that's what I have. Oh yes, I have the Ultrex, dude. Is it as bees? It's knees. Yeah. so I've used a lot of tools. Well, I bass fish. Yep. Cable drive. I can't stand electric drive. Can't do it. So here's a big so thing. Here's cable kind of drive. And then I walleye fish, so give me a remote. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done. Exactly. So here's kind of a background of both. Uh, Tarovas, the reason why they're always a pain is because of how slow they turned. Oh, yeah. Well, what they did now is they beefed up the turning motor in them since they came out with the Bluetooth. Yeah. And so now it's if you have a 24-volt trolling motor instead of a 12-volt turning motor, it's got a 24-volt turning motor 
inside it. So it actually is very responsive now. But the only thing is I hate the foot pedal design. Yeah. And it isn't nearly as responsive as the Ultrax. The Ultrax is insanely responsive. Oh, yeah. You think there's a delay? There is not a delay. No, I, I used unreal. one at, uh, I was at the boat show and they had yeah. one hooked up and I walked right over the foot pedal and I'm like, oh, this feels it's, so good. It's almost, it, it's a you, learning curve Yeah, because you have to learn how your foot moves. It is going to move very, very fast. So yeah. from well, a, isn't it, doesn't it have a little bit of adjustment in that or not? Don't adjust it. Don't just leave you it. Can, you can actually snap the cables on the inside. I've had two buddies do that. They've oh, really? snapped the cables on the inside because they adjusted how. I just get used to the pedal. Whatever. Yeah, I mean. just get used to the pedal. Yeah. It is a learning curve because it is much more sensitive than you expect than a regular cable drive. A regular cable drive, you have a whole range of motion. Yeah. The Ultrex is literally like this. Oh, that's So you're taking so nice. that whole range and putting it into this. So it is a learning curve that yeah. you have to look out for. That's going to be so nice. Yeah. I can't it, wait. Oh, it's, can't wait. it is sweet. Plus, so there are plenty of times when I'm fishing the river for walleyes in the spring um, where I am using the foot pedal, but I am up front. Yeah, doing the whole double take, double uh, handle pool thing. Pool two, you can't. Oh, you can in pool two? Nope. Really? Pool two can't because pool two is inland water, but it's. But I bet you have to have a Coast Guard license to guide on it. You do. Yeah. So it's not inland water. But, well. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just being that guy. The river is so tricky. Um, and just, it has so many quirks and rules. So pool two, they classify as inland water. and But the reason why you can fish it is because it has a special reg on it where it's open all year round to fishing. Mm-hmm. But it's closed to keeping species so you can't keep anything out oh, of it catch almost. and release yeah. it's catch and release only like all year round yes oh really yep so you can go and fish it right now if you find an open hole huh after this cold snap a lot of guys were fishing it actually in january yeah but then we had that huge cold front come through right. and that kind of messed up everything but i'll be fishing so i break the boat out i break the boat out at the end of march and I'll be fishing the river until end of April hmm. or whenever I can start fishing on the lakes around here. I'll fish the river. Yeah. And we get some big walleyes. I mean, big walleyes. Can you call? Yeah. No, you definitely should yeah. come out with me. me You'd like it a lot. Let me know. Especially end of March. Yeah. Probably going to be done ice fishing. Yeah. April. What am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's one hunt. thing. A lot of people, yeah, you know, I'm gonna get my boat out Memorial Weekend and stuff. Yeah. And Although we might season. be going out in my boat. Yeah, because I if I should have my boat like out of storage and whatnot. So yeah, that'd be awesome. And it'll give me a good, well. Although that is the river. <laughs> Do I want to take my brand new boat out on the river? Is yours well, aluminum or fiberglass? It's aluminum. Yeah, going to crest. Should be crest liner pro tiller sixteen fifty. You'll be fine. I'll take it on a lake first. Unless you want to go on mine, we'll go in yours. It's up to you. It doesn't yeah, we'll matter. Go we'll go in yours. I'll keep mine a keep lake nice lake baby. For, Mine's already lake beat baby the for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> let's not wreck my boat the first like, week out. No fiberglass. No I mean, it can go through a little bit more sometimes. Eh, I mean, I don't know. What do you got for a boat? I have a 2017 Triton alum or not aluminum, uh, 189 TRX. Okay. Um, I bought it up at Intune Marine. They're in Cold Springs. They're the Triton dealer. Um, there's Saint Croix Marine as well, but Intune is the bigger dealership in our area. Oh, okay. Uh, for Triton boats, and I love it. 
Yeah. It's an awesome boat. If you're doing a multitude of different things, walleye fishing, bass fishing, it's a great boat for it. Um, granted, I do a lot more in that boat than I probably should do. I probably should have a 21-footer. Oh, yeah. Well, we all push it a little too Oh, much. I push my boat way too much. Oh, yeah. Six-footers on my wax. Try going Go over. Uh, what's the big in on Tonka? What's the big open? Uh, oh, to on the east side past Big Island. Yeah. Browns Bay. Whatever. The, the big Bay. one right downtown there. Why is that on Browns Bay? Get yeah, whatever. My little 14-footer. With all these freaking boats. Oh, I could we'll just say Matt, footer even. We'll just say Matt got a little bit wet up front. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, full of 14-footer, 9-9, oh, wave. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Horrible. So, yeah, we push our boats a little further than we should. Yeah, we definitely do. But oh, it's fun. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I like my boat a lot. Yeah. Um, I've pretty much... I've you I've had Lawrence HDS carbons on it. I now have Hummingbird Solixes on it. Um, I'm debating on getting a third unit for the front. Whether I be you're that guy that you can see from across the lake when it's kind of dark outside. I am that guy. <laughs> Two big fifteens. Yep. <laughs> it's like yep. Where'd he go? Where'd he? Oh, he turned his boat. There he is. Yep. Yep. Way across yep. the lake. Yep. That is me. Yeah. Um, I don't have power poles on it because I use the spot lock, and yeah. the new spot lock on the Minkota motors is awesome. Oh, it, it's you're there. It's you're not spot going on. You're not yeah. moving. It's not like the old spot lock. It's impressive. Yeah. Um. But then I'm either getting a panoptics unit for the front, or I'm just gonna get the 360 deucer from Hummingbird to the front. I, I'm that 360 is pretty, pretty nice. It is, but yeah, yeah, I don't know that or panoptics. Either way, I think you're doing fine. Yeah, but so I'm looking at that. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot. I've got a 150 Mercury on it, um, and I put a jack plate on two years ago. Did you? And so that that was huge. Which jack plate you go with? I went with a Atlas eight inch, eight inch setback jack plate. So, the Atlas, okay. And so that setback is just better for rough water because I can drop the motor lower. Yep. And I can raise it up higher, and I got the toggle trims to it, so it's like a blinker for a vehicle. The left one is, I don't remember. Left one's jack plate, right one's trim and tilt on the on the motor. I gotta remember which one's we which. Can dance not, if you want to, I'm imagining sitting in my boat right now. Doing the yeah. Gotta get trim tabs on that thing. Trim tabs. Yeah. Trim tabs. Trim tabs. You don't know what trim tabs are? No. Are you kidding me? Look them up, oh, dude. Uh, What's it for? A hole shot? No. Trim. Oh, wait. No, um, hold on, hold on. No, trim tabs. Uh, if I could spell right. Oh, hold on. God darn it. My fingers aren't working. No, what they are is trim tabs. They... Can you kind of see right here? There's this plate. This is the back of the boat, and that's the water. Oh, see. yeah. It helps your hole shot. Well, it helps your hole shot. It helps mm. when you're going. It's like right there. Yeah. Yep. And they, they, it's funny because they don't go like way down. I mean, they only go down a little, mm -hmm. like whatever. Um, but what they do is you're, if you're getting just that that kind of that bounce, you can drop yep. those down, and it forces that nose down. It's, it's like your trim mm -hmm. on your motor but you don't have to mess with the trim on the motor That's or what jack plate does to a point yes to a point but can your jack plate also if you need to go if sideways like across you know waves coming like here and you're mm -hmm. going that way you can use that to help level you out as you're going across waves what 
Oh, that's yeah, pretty awesome. Um, they're they're what I like this, there's do, something to look into. Yeah. So what I can do with the they jet make a plane, hell of a lot of difference. My tournament partner had them on there, and you could definitely tell. See, it's, it's different though with a bass boat. It's a lot. Different oh, you're with in a bass, bass boat. boat. Yeah. Never mind. I thought yeah. you were in a walleye boat or a I, multi-species. I want to be in a multi-species boat because of how much big water I fish. I don't even know if they could put those on a on a bass boat. Probably, well, they probably not. could. Well, I mean, they bet they could, but probably not. What was that picture up there? What? Which Keep one? Going up. The what? Mask. Archaeologists have uncovered a rare nine thousand year old stone mask. Huh. Quick, somebody called Jim Carrey. <laughs> Steve, what are you doing over there? <laughs> um, Pro Tabs, they're the same company as uh, Powertrain. Oh, okay. Yep. They're kind of like Pro, Ch- Pro Tabs are going to be like one branch, one separate thing from. The yeah, it's like KHO of XLR. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, Pro, tab, or Pro Tabs or Trim Tabs are something to definitely look at if you got a bigger boat mm-hmm. and you're riding in bigger water. Mm-hmm. They, they help a lot. Hmm. They really do. So hmm. I don't know about bass boats, though. You yeah, guys just see, hit the gas and just fly over everything anyway. Pretty much. <laughs> when you go on 60, you just... Yeah. You know, faster you go. Drop the motor down a little bit. All right. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the jack plate, though, is I just have to drop it all the way down and back off a little on the gas. And when you drop the jack plate down, it drops the nose of the boat. Oh, okay. And so then you, you ride better. Hmm. You don't pop up at all. You stay hugging the water. Hmm. I'm, I'll I'm show not, you. I'm not going to have to go that fast. Nor can I go that fast. We're not going to go that fast. I'm putting a 60. In my, my boat's coming with a 60, so I'm oh, just really? going to be... I think I have 1650 what, what pro are you going with? Merc. Merc? Yeah. Four stroke? Yeah. yeah. Just the... The e, new Mercs are awesome. The EPDF whatever yep. motor. I don't... Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care how fast I get there. Well, yeah, you're in a 16-foot boat. You can't even go that fast. I'm not going to be the fastest guy out there, <laughs> so who gives a shit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um... Well, I've been going a little over two hours. Oh, wow. You got anything else you want to talk about? I think we're good. All right. Cool. That was was a good one. Yeah, I can't complain. Mm-mm. We talked a lot about a, a lot. little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. <laughs> right? Like always. Talked a little bit about a little bit of everything. So, mm-hmm. all righty, sir. Um, you want to give out your info to get a hold of you at Vex or anything like that? Yeah, our phone number is 952 884 Five two nine one. If you have Vex questions, if you have Cadrill questions, Cadrill questions. I mean, we're all the same place. So cool. Yeah, just give us a call, and yeah. we're always there Monday through Friday, eight a.m. to four thirty p.m. We can help troubleshoot, um, or if you just need something fixed up, or want to know our hours or anything like that, just give us a call. Right on. And Team Yukon mm-hmm. Outdoors on Facebook. Yep, Team Yukon Outdoors Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we have videos out. We should be doing a video soon on Cascade Lake Perch. So cool. Stay tuned. Check that one out. Let me know when that's out, and I'll share it to the page. Perfect. I will do that. Um, should be a good video. We got a, a lot of nice footage. So. You were catching two and a half pound <laughs> perch. Yeah, that video will be just. Just yeah. no sound. Just run the video. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The perch were pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was like is it cascade? It's fun. Hopefully, they figure out the limits and slots and whatever yeah. they have to do to protect that lake. But whatever they need to do, do it because it's incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, next year bucket list trip. Not sure where I'm going, but mm. I want to go do something like that because I'm kind of addicted to it now. Yeah. 
do once one a year or something like yep. that. Yep. I mean, well, it's like hunting for me. This is this year's bear. Yep. Next year, I've decided it's either like antelope or mule deer. <laughs> By the way, we so. saw a bunch of antelope in Idaho. Well, of course you did. It's yep. Idaho. <laughs> oh, hey, um, I almost forgot because I've only done it twice. Give me, speaking of wild animals and wild game, give me a wild game recipe of some sort. Ooh. Doesn't have to be just fish. Can be anything. Wild game Doesn't have to be like game. intricate. I mean, Lanky was take dot seasoning and panko mixed together, and there's your breading. So it's not hard. Yeah, no, that that's a really good one, actually, though. <laughs> Lanky's is really good. <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think. Ooh. How about this? How about this is for all the college kids out there? There you go. This is the easiest way. Does it have ramen noodles in it? No, it doesn't have ramen noodles, but it's equally as cheap. All you need is a stick of butter, some pepper, some garlic pepper if you want to zest it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And a little bit of salt. And it's microwave fish fry. Just put your fillets in with uh, half a stick of butter, pretty much. You just put like eight fillets in a bigger Tupperware container and you put it in the microwave for three minutes flip put it in the microwave for three minutes there you go it is amazing my co-worker showed me it so take take your fish yep put them in your Tupperware Tupperware or whatever can put you, some you probably in. use glass too I'm guessing yeah glass yeah. works perfect put a stick of butter in there yep and just microwave it for three minutes yep flip it microwave and you gotta it. season it right though well, yeah yeah with pepper and salt and if you want, you can put lemon pepper in it as well, too. Um, Fish in the microwave. Yep. Oh, it is so good. Right. You'd be shocked at how good it is. My coworker showed me that about about four or five years ago when I started working at Vex, actually. I'm very curious to see this oh. video because you said, like, the whatever microwave, and I went, huh? Yeah. Like, my face just, hmm? Yeah. <laughs> it is unreal. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. It. I would almost prefer that sometimes over a regular fish fry. That's funny. So are you breading them or anything? No. Just just the fillets, filet. butter, and... Yeah. All right. It's seriously, it's really go. good. My coworker showed me it. Um, yeah, it is awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, it's the easiest fillet ever. And any sort of fish. Uh, we do it typically with bluegills and crappies. Okay. Um, what I'll usually do is I'll, I'll go and catch some bluegills and crappies out of prior, and bring them into work michael fillet them up and then we'll have them for lunch oh my god that's funny All right. yeah it's really good i'm serious i'm dead serious 100 it is delicious i mean you obviously you want to drain the butter off the fillets when you put them onto the paper plate yeah, yeah. so they're not super like like yeah. buttery and yeah but, cooking them you dry them yeah yeah you want to it's like bacon dry them off and then season them how you can season them after or before whatever you want to do hmm. totally up to you some people like a lot more pepper some people don't i personally i load it with pepper oh yeah um, fish yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely. and yeah it's actually really really good um otherwise i also got the seasoning from trader joe's it's called a chili lime seasoning oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. chili lime anything's good it is good <laughs> but yeah that's my recipe for you. All right. Super easy. Microwave fish. I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? Love it. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Nope. I don't even microwave filet of fish from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Your filet of fish. Burger King does, though. Yeah, um, true. All right. Cool. Well, that day. 
So I'm, I'm starting to do it. Different stuff. I'm, hey, I'm dead serious. You will try it. You'll be like, kids. oh, wow, this is actually pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll let you cook it for me. All you right. know what you're doing. Perfect. Yeah, that's fine. All right, everybody. That's been another episode of the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Thank you, Matt. No problem. Appreciate Thanks for it. having me. We'll have you on again at some point. Awesome. Glad to do it. All right. See you, everybody. Big thanks to Matt for joining us today. That was a lot of fun. I like it. I like it a lot. It's always fun talking all sorts of stuff, especially things that aren't necessarily in Minnesota. You know, talk some Idaho perch. Why not? Because they're giant. That's why. So big thanks to Matt. Also, big thanks to allicefishing.com. They are the sponsor of the show. Now. It says it right on the front page of their website. Best brands, better prices. By better prices, they mean saving 10 to 20% off, 10 to 20% off of those big box store prices, okay? They got things like apparel, which is like, you know, jackets and bibs and stuff, you know? They got gloves and mittens and hats and face masks and hoodies and stuff. Augers, fishing electronics, fish house accessories, ice fishing accessories, portable shacks, all sorts of stuff rods and reels they got all sorts of stuff and they're trying to save you money okay like i said 10 to 20 percent off the big box store prices they are a family owned company okay not a big corporation or nothing family-owned company i have known them for i think three years now i was going to help them out with this regardless if they didn't want to advertising the podcast i was going to help them out anyway promote them through my personal page or whatever so yes i believe in this okay so check them out allicefishing.com i know we're getting halfway through the ice fishing season here but there's always something you can pick up okay and sometimes it's cool because they they uh run uh, like um contests and different giveaways and stuff on their facebook page so you definitely want to you know definitely want to uh go give that a like and follow them on facebook so and then check out the website of course because that's where you buy the stuff you buy the stuff there allicefishing.com allicefishing.com all right everybody thanks for listening to the show we will see you next week sayonara sayonara